This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much. Good morning and welcome, welcome one and all. Good morning. Thank you for joining us today as we're getting our day started. It is Wednesday it's August the 24th, and for the next few hours, the Buzz Adams Morning Show is going to be on the air. We have uh, Attorney Justin Underwood coming in, and it is Ask a Lawyer time with Justin Underwood. So if you got a question, yeah, I think around 7.30, so about an hour and a half from now, is when Justin's going to be in. We'll open the phone lines up and take some of your calls. Not like this is a full-on legal consultation, <laughs> but if you could ask a lawyer like one question... Justin's really good about right. giving the answer. He doesn't do murder, but well, I guess he does. Oh, no, they do murder. Yeah. Crime. Yeah, no, no. He defends. I mean, so they, they call with all your murder questions, too. Yeah. <laughs> We've never, okay, put it this way. We've never had a question about murder on Ask a Lawyer. Hey, yo, Justin, so. It's usually about child support or getting a DUI off your record or. Car accident. Yeah, something like that. Or shoddy workmanship by a... Yeah. You know, somebody... Brad Pitt. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So Justin Underwood's going to be in uh, coming up in a little bit. A couple of ways you can get in touch with us if you want to call us in the studio uh, at any time and for any reason. Studio lines are open for the next four hours at 915-910. 4995. That's 910-4995. I didn't have a call from Okie Dokie Guy, so I assume that means all of our podcasts this week have, have gotten up on time and on schedule. Am I correct in that assumption? It's only Wednesday, but yeah, yeah sure. But, um, <laughs> you, notice, you notice you haven't heard from Okie? Maybe he's on an Okie Dokie vacation. Well, end of the summer... Uh... Jam. Where do they go in Oklahoma? Is he from? No, Okie Dokie guy is from Odessa. Oh, that's right, Odessa. Where do you think he would go for vacation? Midland. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a great airport there. Good morning, Megan. Good morning, Buzz. Speaking of, well, I don't know if we were speaking of this, but something you said reminded me that summer's over soon. I know. What is Labor Day? Like early in September, right? Yeah, uh, September seventh ish, six five. I'm getting my check this out. I'm getting my white pants wearing out of the way before Labor Day. Your last few days of yeah. white pants wearing. That's right. Yep. Good if job. I'm, if I'm not gonna wear them in the next couple of weeks, I'm not gonna wear them for seven months. You I only, guess. only have a couple of weeks left for white pants. Uh, good morning, Joanna Barba. Yo, good morning. Hey, Joanna, why don't you uh, get things started? Everybody's going to talk about what they're working on today and what we have coming up on the show. So entertainment news is your domain. Joanna, what do we have coming up in entertainment today? Avatar is returning to theaters. The first one. Okay. But this time, it's going to be in 4K. What? What does that mean? I don't know. I see those on TV sometimes, and I'll ask the guy at the Best Buy, what what does that mean? And they're just like... 4K. Most of the shows don't even come in it, so you're not going to notice. I don't know. Uh, no, that was the 8... Well, okay. That was the 8K. Yeah, it 8K. Was, it's, it's, it's about right. your... I was asking them about the 8K, and they're like, honestly, they got so few things that are 
even available. Yeah, it, okay. yeah. It's just the resolution of your of your uh, of the picture. So four K. Okay. One thing I will say about Avatar, I'm not sure that movie's aged as well as some other blockbusters, but that 3D was impressive. I saw it in 3D in the you theater. Saw it in 3D. It, yeah, that was the way to see it. <laughs> I, have, I mean, it was the I only have a funny story about that. It was the only 3D version of a movie that actually looked cool. Like they, you didn't have the flimsy glasses that one was red, one was blue. It was like. Uh, no, they're those glasses Modern they, they glasses. give to you yeah. anytime you go see a 3D movie. But your point is correct that of all the 3D movies, this is one where you're like, I am so glad that I went to oh, one of the 3D showings. One of the only <laughs> yeah. good ones, yeah. You got a funny story, Megan? Well, when I went to see it, I I went to visit my brother in California. Um, certain laws are looser in California for certain substances <laughs> and so we went and partook in the legal substances and instead <laughs> of the 3D glasses I wore my sunglasses the whole time. Uh, you got oh no. like you the entire in your pocket movie. And got oh my god, and there the were subtitles. So good. No, there were subtitles and I was like like trying to read and then wait, wait, wait. the why, movie's over. Did you, why didn't you use the 3D glasses? Because my sunglasses were my head. She had and so I sat down and I was like, here we illegal go. Illegal substances. And then I got that. I'm with that. And then I was and my so sunglasses where on were your, of my Where were your 3D, 3D glasses the whole time? Where were the 3D glasses? <laughs> I think they were on top of my head. Yeah, they were on top of my head because I had both of them. The sunglasses on so the 3D glasses. So you pulled the sunglasses down. The sunglasses and down. for two and a half hours. <laughs> three, really. Over three, three hours. Three hours. Yeah. You just thought, boy, this movie's really Damn. I was I, I thought I thought <laughs> I thought the subtitles are We're three blurry. words each. Yeah, yeah. It was one of there, there, there. And I didn't know if it was on purpose oh at the time. But. God. <laughs> like, what oh a my weird God. That's a great that's a great my story. Sister and oh I still God. die laughing about it. Very that. funny. Um, what if you weren't even an avatar? <laughs> I, I, I could have been in Tron Legacy. Yeah. I don't know. I been in you any were like in a movies. Minions movie and didn't know how you got in there. <laughs> uh, well, why don't you preview what we have coming up in uh, news today? A lot of news stories. Yes, a lot of news stories. Uh, a special one for you, though, Buzz. Um, in her honor, Alamo Drafthouse is paint, paying tribute with a Grease sing-along this weekend. Um have your info on that. Also, Jamie Roots, first president of the Houston Texans, died, and Donald Trump is suing the FBI. So I will. We will hear from him. What else? That's about it for now. There were some That's primaries. So it, just one that really stands out. Jerry Nadler, uh, who's a congressman from New York, won yep. his race. Oh, yeah, wow. there were primaries yesterday. That's well, right, but... you know why his race was interesting? Yes, I do. Okay. Go ahead. Well, because he was basically being going against a, a friend of his. I mean, another another congressperson who'd been in Congress so for the 15, 15 years. The district that he won was originally two separate ones, but this year they got lumped in together. And it has to do with gerrymandering yep. and I you know, I don't know are they saying it was the only reason they had two separate districts is because it was overly gerrymandered or did they gerrymander it to turn it into one, one district? district? Right. Right, yeah, I think so. Uh so and in Florida, uh they had the primaries and we found out who's going to run against Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida. It's Charlie Crist, who's a longtime political figure out of the state of Florida. Charlie Crist is going to be the Democrat going up against Ron DeSantis. So 
things are heating up. We've got 70 some odd days, I guess, until uh, election day. That's right. Yeah. And uh, we'll keep an eye on a lot of that for you. And Nico. Yes, Nico. What uh, what do you bring to the table this morning? So I kind of was listening a lot of uh, conservative radio and, and Fox News to try and understand why Are everybody... Are you Buzz's car? <laughs> okay, why you got to call me out like that? You're going to just blow, blow up my spot right here? I mean, maybe I was in his car. Okay, but yeah, right. I was in his car. <laughs> Uh, so I was trying to understand why are they all mad at Dr. Fauci? Because he wa- he made and, them wear a mask. And did you find out the the root of it? Okay, on Fox News, the Chiron kept saying things like Fauci thinks he's off the hook. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I, th- there's this subcurrent going on that Dr. Fauci is uh, the equivalent of Dr. Mengele. Right. <laughs> like, that he bungled the COVID response. And that it was all about the shifting advice. And what we got to question him about all this shifting advice and what he did to the American people by forcing him to do things. Well, you know, he should apologize to the children. That That's who he should really apologize to. Are they still going on like we shouldn't have social distanced at yeah. all? We shouldn't have re- ever required or we it, should have never even asked that anybody it wear a mask. It didn't work, Buzz. They proved it didn't work. Well, I didn't get COVID, so something. <laughs> <laughs> Right. What What is your personal opinion of Dr. Fauci? And the reason this is in the news, Dr. Fauci's announced he's stepping down. Uh, he's 81 years old. He's been the director of uh, Institute for Infectious Disease Studies, White House advisor for over 35 years, I think. I, I am a, a government worker for about 50 years. Uh, so what's your what's your opinion of Dr. Fauci? I mean, he's a scientist. I mean, to me, uh, he's somebody that was just following uh, the scientific method, which is you try things out. You, right. they, when they fail, you change. When, when I see these attacks on Dr. Fauci, I think these are non-scientists letting out their frustrations on a scientist. And I don't like to see it. Right. And it's not like Dr. Fauci was the policies are. Remember, the pandemic started under Trump. Right. It's not like Dr. Fauci went in and told Trump, here's what you're going to do. And you're going to shut down and you're going to do this. As you might remember. These were collective decisions by a lot of people. Yeah. One of Fauci's big jobs was going back and navigating the minefield that was whatever Trump had said the day before, like, you know, putting disinfectant in your lungs or whatever. Uh, the fact that this guy is treated by a vil- as a villain by, I guess, I don't know, 50% of the country blows my mind. So uh, Rand Paul uh, was on saying he wants to haul Dr. Fauci in. What for a piece of work that hearings. weirdo turned out to be, Rand Paul. He's still uh, claiming that Dr. Fauci was concealing the origins of the uh, coronavirus and the Wuhan... Rand Paul thinks that it came Institute from... Institute of Virology. Right, from a laboratory in Wuhan. Nobody's disputing it came... I think... From, the, from Wuhan is where it right. originated. I think they did confirm that it was from a wet market, though. I think I just read an article recently where they said, yeah, they we're pretty sure it is one of those wet markets. Which right. is easy to believe. If you look at those wet markets. Yeah, you remember how the if at first that was the leading theory is uh, somebody ate a bat in a wet market in China. Bat's head or something. Yeah. And, and then uh, a few weeks after that, somebody's like, guys, that's kind of racist. So they kind of toned down on right. that. Um, 
I think maybe Fauci realizes, oh, if they were going to go after me and make claims that I I created the coronavirus in a laboratory, I would have just been happy with him thinking uh, China man ate it bad or whatever. Well, why would he cause himself so much stress? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I just I just feel like this guy has been so put upon, and now it's just like they want to drag him in front of committees and try and beat the truth out of him or whatever. It's just gross. I'm just a scientist. I'm just a scientist, right? Uh, let's go ahead and get things going. We're going to have today in sound clips on the way. Attorney Justin Underwood's going to drop by. Oh, I should mention this. So I have a few inside sources in the legal community, some of whom don't want to go on the record. So I have to categorize this under unconfirmed, but from a anonymous source, a, a, a legit, a source, legitimate though. anonymous source. Okay. Just learned that 17,000 cases are in screening. This is talking about uh, prisoners, some of them violent offenders, who are going to be have to be let go. So uh, we had been hearing oh, there's going to be a few hundred more. What's happening is the El Paso District Attorney's Office is not moving on these cases. And it gets to the point after uh, so many days... That the jail magistrate is like, you can go because the DA's office hasn't pursued any charges. So there's the door back out on the street. And I think somebody had said, God, what if it were like a thousand? Right. According to this, and again, I can't, I can't vouch for it. I can only vouch for the sources being reliable. Uh, just learned that 17,000 criminal cases are in screening. That means 17,000 people might just get to walk out the door because there is something. We don't know exactly what, but I, I have an instinct that says it's in the leadership uh, over at the district attorney's office. So uh, that's a big, big local story. And did you ever Google how to how to start a recall petition? That's a good Google for somebody to do today. All right, we're going to come back with today in sound clips. It is Thursday. We're just about into the weekend. Cal- That's not third. What the hell? It's not Thursday. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. All right, stop what you're doing. Even if commuting for a song about Wednesday hump day, I know it's funny. But Wednesday was coming, see? Many take the day jubilantly, so gather round. The word's all over town. This day of the week, you can really get down. It's right in the middle, so you say to yourself, there's only one way to enjoy yourself. The name is Hump Day. Pronounced with a hump and a day. And how you celebrate? Well, to me, there's only one way. So boys and girls, why you got the chance? Gotta do the Wednesday the hump day. day dance. That's your chance to get over the hump. Come on, everybody, get down and get over the hump. Uh, do the Hump Day hump. Come on, we're getting over. Over the hump. Let's get over the hump. Uh. Do the hump day hump. Come on, we're getting over the hump. Shake your booty and get over the hump. Do uh. the hump day hump. Come on, we're getting over the hump. Move your tushy cause it's hump day. Do the hump day hump. Come on, we're getting over He kills it every day. And don't disrespect that. Um, we've got a lot of uh, flyaways this year for Dallas Cowboys. KLAQ's the official radio station for the Dallas Cowboys in El Paso. And we want to send you and a guest on uh, a complete trip to a Cowboys home game powered by Miller Lite. The arrangements are through 915 Tours. And what you get, you and a guest, airfare for two, hotel, two tickets to the game, we also have a cowboy meet and greet and a tailgate party. And to win this, you can register 
There are several locations throughout town. You can find them all at KLAQ.com, but let me mention a couple of them. Border City Ale House at 1506 North Lee Trevino. Also, if you're on the west side, Upper Valley Urgent Care on 121 East Red Road. You can sign up without signing in. So you don't have to sit there, like, wait in the waiting room with all the sick people. You can just go in and sign up for the cowboy trip. Right. Uh, Hope you feel better. Comfort zone heating and cooling with four locations in El Paso. The touch, the Dallas Cowboys touchdown flyaways are powered by Miller Light. Special arrangements by 915 Tours and courtesy of 95.5 KLAQ. Get all the details and rules at KLAQ.com. Uh... This is a story I've kind of been following because Nico said one of our friends' uh, kid was in the contest. I'm talking about the children's division of the USA Mullet Championship. Uh, Kids were competing to see who had the most radical mullet. And our friend Ray's kid was in it. And he got second place. So... The winner was an eight-year-old boy from Wisconsin. It was first rigged. Place. Well, you know what they say. <laughs> Ray's kid, Epic, got second place. Yeah. My my child says first is the worst, second is the best. So first nice. is the worst, second, second is, is the, the best. best, third is the one with the, with the hairy hairy chest. chest. Right? Yeah. What's, What's that? that? I don't know. My kids pick that up at about this like at age five. Oh, yeah. It must be on a white yardigan. Why can't <laughs> a white person thing? Why can I just not keep up with what you guys are saying today? <laughs> what the hell? I don't We're know. We're on one today, Joanna. I don't know. You tell us, Joanna. Yeah. First is the worst. Second, second is, is the best. best. Third, Third is, is the, the one, one with the hairy, hairy chest. chest. Right. Yeah. I have no idea where that comes from. I I didn't know it when I was a kid, and when my kids were about like five or six, yeah, that that's when they started doing this thing. It's like, oh, I should yeah. have asked them where it was from, but I just assumed they made it up. That's like my child's number one. Uh, I don't know statement. <laughs> well, you need to set him down and tell Comment? him that first is definitely not the worst. <laughs> Explain what why you get the gold medal for coming in first. Okay, all right. I do. I mean. I beat him most of the time. Here is Emmett Bailey. He's the kid who won the mullet championship in the youth division. Emmett and his dad, Eric, talking about the experience. I mean, athletes and rock stars, they have mullets. I mean, it's pretty cool. He has went viral, and I can't wrap my head around it right now. He is worldwide. The intent from the get-go is just to have fun with it, and it has been Wild. Everyone keeps asking, are you going to cut it off when when the contest is done? Why would I do that? Yeah, there you go. Waited. That's some good sass coming from Emmett, mm. the winner of the uh, mullet contest. Our buddy Ray's son, Epic, came in second. Also, they got David Spade to do commentary, <laughs> <laughs> critiquing the uh, finalist mullets of all these kids. Here is former Joe Dirt. <laughs> There's so a movie that probably needs a sequel. I feel Joe like Dirt, Joe Dirt. Yeah. That could be a Monday have movie. They done, have they movie. done a Joe Dirt too? I almost, I almost feel like maybe like straight to VHS po- with uh, with not David Spade with with some other. You're right, just somebody off-brand. else. Yeah. Uh, so David Spade knows mullets. Here he is uh, talking about some of the kids in the USA Kids Mullet Championship. Rusted, this cute little goat roper. I like the poofy hair. I like he's holding a little fish or a drumstick. Blank stare, pretty studly. Landry, 
flag carved in. Oh, I don't know if that's legal. But you know what? This little mugshot's good. A lot of frecks, good smile. <laughs> Billy do this tank. Oh, he means biz, dude. He's hitting dingers. Look at how huge those shades are. Terminator. Epic. Different shades. Nice. Interesting. Hawaii shirt. I don't know if I'd go with that. All winners to me, though. <laughs> Nico, start today. Because there is an adult division. I think that could be your thing. Just a big shaggy mullet. No, oh, all right. That's so, not funny. who am I going to be for Halloween? I'm going to be knickknack. <laughs> wait, wait. Why is it? Why are you saying it's not? You funny? know he can't grow hair. I'm okay. sure it grows in the back. Hey, Does you it grow in the you're back? You're not answering seen, my question. You've seen bald guys with like a. You've seen you're, Benjamin Franklin, haven't you? You're not answering my what, question. What? Okay, for Rocky Horror Picture Show, who am I? Knickknack? Who'd you nice, say? Nico, we weren't going to. We say. haven't revealed what our costume. Oh, my was bad. This year. Well, either way, I'm going to look like that guy. That that's yeah. <laughs> that's what he'll look like, riffraff. Riffraff. That's the hair. It wouldn't. <laughs> that's the mullet. I would grow. You're yeah. so mean, bud. Does it grow in the back? It does. It gets real bushy. How about on the side? And on the sides. What okay, ha- What so. happens if you don't get a haircut on the front? Does it? It stays like this. Just, it just gets, it, on the front, it just <laughs> it's stunted. It just doesn't grow on it. It'll grow. It'll grow a little. All right. No, I've seen it grow. It gets, mm. like, a little out of control. It grew four sizes this day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Buzz down. Okay. Yep. I have a quick traffic alert. Yeah, please. Yeah, I know we don't have a jingle yet, but I can I can give the... Oh, Donna con- Montana. Oh, contraire. at with our traffic situation all today. All right. Gateway East at Zaragoza. There is a collision. All lanes are closed on Gateway East and Zaragoza off-ramp. Again, all lanes are closed on Gateway East and Zaragoza off-ramp. Clearing time right now until further notice. I'll let you know when that is clear. And uh, that traffic music you're listening to is actually a song by Radio Lechuzma. They're celebrating their 20th anniversary as a band in El Paso. And you can hear from Radio Lechuzma something uh, from new from them coming up Sunday on Q Connected 5 to 7 on 95.5 KLAQ. People love my hairstyle and stop me in the street. They say, how did you get that mullet? Cause man, it sure looks sweet. I say, you really don't have to do nothing at all. But I'm very happy that you asked. You just keep it all business in the front. So you can party hard out on back. And I'm entering a contest. The mullet is back, huh? Where I can show it off at last. Anyone who wants to show off their business in the front and party in the back has until the (laughs) end of the month. If you'd kindly vote for my mullet, I could win $2,500 cash. These guys aren't good at much. They sure do. Make me laugh. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. That's Pumping Ink Tattoo. Follow them on social media or at Pumping Ink dot com that's pumping ink dot com or pumping ink tattoo dot com my bad 
We're going to get into a Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events coming up. Uh, I went back and watched the end, ending of the first episode of House of Dragons. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I mean, clearly, the guy played by Matt Smith is going to try and off the king. And I guess the king's daughter now. Did you really get into the story? Rhaenyra, you mean? Yes. Yeah, and Rhaenyra. Viserys, King Viserys. Yeah. What's the brother's name? Damon. Damon, right. Why they would even let that guy go. Also, they have so many, like, meetings around the table with the king. And it's like, if you're going to talk about this guy, why don't you go check all the nooks and crannies and make sure he's not... There's a lot of eavesdropping that goes on in Game of Thrones, right? People are always overhearing something they're not supposed to. Are you into it? Oh, yeah. That sounds good. When's the I, Lord of the Rings come out? I was just about to say, I'm kind of sad I watched this one first because I'm worried that it's going to make Lord of the Rings not as cool to see. Oh, this is going like, to so be good. so much better. Like this past, this first episode for Game of Thrones was going to be so good that the Lord of the Rings first episode won't the be The Rings of Power premieres yes. on September 2nd. Yeah. Ooh, that's like in a couple days. Yeah, but I don't know if I can do that much dragons and... <laughs> is that a lot of... Um, elf folk and whatever. There's no elf... There's no elf folk in uh, Game of Thrones? Uh, the Children of the Forest. <laughs> All right. Are basically, they're... Their version of elves. You know what I'm saying. I just you're don't... apparently into it. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. You're if... nerdy about some. You're nerdy enough about the, the children of the forest, but for you to go, yeah, but Lord of the Rings, that's too nerdy. It's got nerd stuff. It's got things like elves. I just don't. But I know about children listen, of the forest. Listen to me. I'm not sure that in my life right now, at this moment in time, I have room for two dragon shows. <laughs> All right? <laughs> I feel like I'll start getting things confused. I He's going to somehow mix up both shows. No, right. but what, weirdly enough, I don't think there Wait are minute, dragons did, did, in did, Lord of the Rings. Did the hobbits make it to Winterfell yet? or did they? <laughs> are there dragons in Lord of the Rings? Smog. Smog. Oh, that's you right. Idiot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> also, that's what do you think the Nazgul is riding? Uh, like a wyvern? Like a like a crazy ghost horse or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Check out one of our uh, other websites is Loudwire. You can check out Loudwire.com, and they made a list of rock and metal acts that appeared on shows for kids. Oh, so that's fun. going that's back cool. in the history, what rock and metal acts uh, showed up on kids' shows. So here's an example. Alice Cooper on The Muppet Show, complete with Kermit doing the introduction and the two old men in the balcony. <laughs> nice. Razzing him. Hey, tonight our special guest star is one of the world's most talented but frightening performers, Alice Cooper. So, beware of ghoulies and ghosties and long-legged beasties and things that go bump oh, in the night. <laughs> oh, that does it. I'm leaving. Uh, here's Alice Cooper. Welcome to my nightmare. He got the name Alice. Well, it's a family name. He was named after a maiden uncle. <laughs> I don't get it, you miserable old bastards. Why do you keep showing up if you hate all the acts so so much? 
Did you hear what Demi Lovato's advice for young aspiring Disney stars is? No. What? Don't do drugs. Basically, don't <laughs> don't do don't become a Disney star. Oh. No. Okay. It's more important to have a personal life than it is to have a career at that age. I think that's what got lost in the era of Disney when I was in it. We were all working so hard, running ourselves into the ground. If you want to be a teenager, be a teenager. And if you want to do this for a living, maybe wait a little bit till you're older so you can like have life experience under your belt. Because I think that's what sometimes we miss as like child stars. Well, you know, Demi Lovato famously has like a battle with tons of addiction problems and yeah. almost like. Yeah, she started doing cocaine like Disney days. So, yeah. like, maybe listen to her because. I, I, I love like, how she's like, if you want to be a child star, probably don't. Okay. Like, like not a lot of people are really going to have that choice, but thank you for those choices. <laughs> Wait, what do you, what do you mean? Everybody's trying to be a, a, some type of star these days, whether it's a TikTok star or a YouTube, YouTube. star or a oh. Instagram star. Yeah, that that brings us to the latest horseman of the apocalypse, Bad <laughs> bad Baby from Dr. <laughs> Phil <laughs> is giving away a $2 million scholarship. Wait, which one's Bad Baby? Cash Me Outside. Oh, why don't you call her Cash Me Outside then? <laughs> because her name is Bad Baby. Bad Baby. She also she's making millions of dollars. She's making enough Dude, that she's offering a one point seven million dollars in scholarships to help students afford trade technical schools. He friggin' rich. All right. You may know her as Bad Baby. Bad. Bad Baby. Cash me outside. Cash me outside, girl. girl. Or Danielle, I forget what her last name is. Who cares? Uh, some people know her as the worst person who ever got famous. Mm -hmm. And that includes the Kardashians and Hitler. So, uh. <laughs> Well, no, you know what? I, I, I think some people have to look at her and say, oh, she translated her little um, 15 minutes of fame into like a makeup line, into a music video, into dancing, okay. this or that. Yeah, but the whole point of exposing us to her was not so that we would emulate. Yeah, a bad baby. <laughs> Cash me outside, girl. Uh, Danielle Brigoli, or the Cash Me Outside girl, has partnered with a nonprofit organization to offer $1.7 in scholarships to help students enroll in technical and trade schools. The so-called Bahad Scholarships well, that's what they call them, <laughs> will range from $1,000 to full-ride scholarships. Some kids can also receive $10,000 to start a business when they graduate. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Going to college? Starting a business? No, you try and get on a sleazy talk show and act like the worst person alive. Yeah, get That's the road to success. Come on. More followers, more money, you'll get paid. The Cash Me Outside girl who I guess now we have to call philanthropist, cash me outside girl, <laughs> said, I know there's a lot of kids out there that want to get real jobs and want to work hard, but they just don't have the money. I thought it was an amazing idea. Now I'm wondering if it's even her money because it says she partnered with a nonprofit organization. Is she no, kicking she's in? rich, she's, dude. She has enough to just give away yes. $1.7 million. And this is why if God decides, decides to destroy us with a meteor, we probably have it coming at this point. 
It might have already begun. Nice going society for yeah. making her you really, famous. You really dropped the ball on this one, yeah. society. Yeah. She was supposed to be a lesson. <laughs> right. She was supposed to be a cautionary tale. <laughs> not, a, not, a not a scholarship. God, how upside down provider. are we? Uh, how did you get your scholarship? Oh, the cash me outside girl gave it to me. That's the like what, the one scholarship you'd, you'd rather say. Uh, it was like for uh, crack addicted orphans a- in the hood. <laughs> or anything other than to admit that you're on the bad baby scholarship. Anything would be better than that. Um, let's go ahead and get to the Mo Show calendar at Daily Almanac of Events. Today is National Ukraine Day. It's also Ukrainian Independence Day. I have a feeling that's on the top of our calendar where it might not have been in previous years. But right, it is right. National Ukraine Day. And it was six months ago to six the months day. Ago to right? the day. And so that, three months ago to the day of the Evolving shooting. Creepy, creepy. Today is Pluto Demoted Day. And I'll get to that when Poor we go Pluto. through our dates in history. I just realized my daughter, my youngest daughter, has never lived in a world where Pluto is a planet. Wow. Pluto think- has been demoted for as long as my daughter, for longer than my daughter's been alive. Wow. Well, the original quiet quitter, I think, Pluto, that planet. I, I was going to tell a joke involving the first person on my birthday list today, yesterday, Joanna, and I thought, well, I don't really have a reason for this joke other than to make Joanna laugh, but now I have a reason. Rupert Grint is 34. He played 34. 34? <laughs> Weasley. Wait, does that mean that, like Hermione's 34 too? Yeah, I think they're all around that age. Why does Daniel Ratcliffe look like he's 45 then? <laughs> uh, Rupert Grint, who played Ron Weasley in uh-huh. the Harry Potter movies, is 34 years old today. Mm-hmm. Do you know why Harry couldn't tell uh, his best friend from a cauldron? <laughs> why? Because they're both called Ron. That's a Reddit joke. Don't blame me. I love it. Comedian Dave Chappelle is 49 today. Did you have a favorite Dave Chappelle skit? None that I can do an impression of, but yeah. But that you could just describe in non-offensive terms? Uh, I really like the cocaine one where he had the cocaine all over his face. Oh, the guy. You know, he's like, Rah! What was that? Crazy. <laughs> Nico just walked out. He's the real Chappelle. I know which yeah, one. Yeah, you, you can see it. You can picture it. Uh, that one always has me on the on the, on the floor. The one time only when he was Clayton Bigsby. Oh, the yeah. The blind KKK yeah. member who didn't know he was black. <laughs> Joanna, you got a favorite Chappelle? That's right. I never Do you watched never watch? You were never. Yeah, yeah, you were probably young, right? Uh, yeah, I'm a year older than Joanne. Okay, right. I am, wait, 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 wait. I'm so, the geriatric How old were you co-host. when Chappelle show? I was on? like in high school. In high school, yeah. Okay. But it, it wasn't something that I watched. I definitely, the Rick Jam- it, I mean, it was a little risque. You know, my, my I'd have to sneak it a little bit. So. I, I know it's uh, very hacky, but the Rick James, all the Rick James the Rick stuff. Jam- yeah, I mean. Just great. That's what I'm saying. I can't do that in pro- I will, you know. But I'm thinking it in my head. Darkness. <laughs> Darkness is falling. Darkness, come here. What did the five fingers say to the face? (laughs) (laughs) Classic, classic American comedy there.
Dave Chappelle is a nice guy, too. Have I, you met I, him? Uh, he lives right outside of Dayton, and when I worked there, a few times he would come into the bar and buy everyone pay for everybody's drinks. Twice that happened. He's a, he's a nice guy. He's a cool guy. Likes the community there. and He talks about his small town. Yeah. Uh, he's from, is it Springfield or is that? Um, no, you know what? I'm thinking of. You're um, thinking of Ashy Larry. I'm no, thinking, no, I'm Dan thinking, Larry's I'm, from <laughs> Larry's from New York. So. I'm thinking of um, the singer. Um, Mama me. John Legend. He's from mm. over there, Springfield, Ohio. Anyway, nice guy. Funny, too. Moving on. Marley <laughs> Matlin is 57. She's the the hearing impaired actress who won an Academy Award for Children of a Lesser God in 1987. She's also in The West Wing. Right now? What's she doing there? <laughs> <laughs> Gathering the documents. Retired NBA All-Star and commentator for TNT, Reggie Miller. Formerly of the Indiana Pacers, is oh. 57 today. Great, great basketball player. Looks like a Ferengi from Star Trek, but a great <laughs> basketball player nonetheless. Uh, David Keckner, who played Champ Kind in the Anchorman movies. Todd Packer in The Office, is 60 today. Did he have a like a recent DUI? DUI right? you know. That's what I thought. What it's if- almost like he he is the person he plays. <laughs> That's more of a Packer move than a champ kind, right? I think. Uh, one of my favorite actors, right near the top of my list, Jared Harris, who's so good in everything he does, is sixty-one. He was is Professor he, Moriarty yes. in, the, in the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes, and he was in Queen found- Elizabeth's dad in the Crown. Isn't he in the Foundation series? Yeah, right. Uh, but anyway, Jared Harris, you you know who I'm talking about, even if mm-hmm. you don't recognize the name, just fantastic. Uh, Queen Elizabeth's dad, also known as former king, right? The, right, he was, <laughs> he was the king. I just can't remember if he was was he a George which, which the something. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember either. Uh, Cal Ripken Jr., baseball Hall of Famer, is sixty two. A guy who clocked in to work without missing a day for I don't know, like twenty years or something. That he was like he didn't miss a single game. Wow, yeah, I don't really think there's anything sixteen years about that. I think take your vacation days. <laughs> Well, you get the entire, you know, once baseball season is over, you get. I, yeah, I guess. I guess the. I, I guess not, the schedule of a professional baseball player. I guess maybe my opinion would be different if I had that. But. Uh, Steve Gutenberg from Police Academy is having a birthday today. Aww, the Goots, as I call him, the is sixty four. I and mean, Police Academy was his finest work. I'll make a case for. Three men and a baby. Okay, that is that a is, good that's movie. a good one. And a good uh, diner. <clears throat> uh, so happy birthday, Goots. Steve Gutenberg, who's 64 today. And Vince McMahon, the former chairman of WWE, who stepped down, I would say in disgrace, we but I don't feel Vince. like he really... Right? <laughs> I don't think he felt any disgrace. I don't know if he's capable of feeling any disgrace, but Vince McMahon is 77 today. Uh, today is Kobe Bryant Day, and it's not because his birthday was yesterday. Okay. 824 is the date, and those were his two jersey numbers. It's two numbers, so yep. 824 is Kobe Bryant Day. We have nine days, guys, until the Labor Day weekend, and 15 days until the start of the new NFL season. Oof. 
Don't get me excited. We got some dates in history, things that happened on August 24th back in today. It amazes me when they can say, okay, on th- this is the specific date that this thing happened. in 1900 years ago. In 79. <laughs> not 1979, just 79. Mount Vesuvius erupted. Ah, Mount Vesuvius. Covering the city of Pompeii with 13 feet of ash. Enough that people were killed instantly and some of them frozen in the position they died in for centuries. For big nerds to find them later. Well, archaeologists, yeah. if you consider Indiana Jones nerd, that's your opinion. <laughs> 90 years ago on this date, in 1932, Amelia Earhart became the first woman to make a nonstop flight across the U.S. But she, drove, she flew from Los Angeles to Newark, New Jersey. But 19 hours and five minutes. Like any woman, she got lost eventually. You know, she. This wasn't the trip where she where she went down. Right? Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, no, that was a, that was a like a around the world trip. This oh, was, overseas. Yeah, she crashed into an ocean. She didn't have her man to tell her where to go. Aliens say that only. I mean, people she say the aliens might do. She did. No, her her co pilot. Yeah. Well, he failed then. He did <laughs> then it was his fault. Definitely his fault. And 16 years ago, in 2006, the International Astronomical Union declared that Pluto was no longer to be considered a planet. Hmm. It got bumped off the list of planets. So, I guess my daughter's a sophomore. We have kids in high school who were not alive when Pluto was considered a planet. Yeah. It's crazy. It is, right? And today is also National Waffle Day. Mm, woo. Do love waffles. Yeah. Don't get them very often, you know? I, if I find myself at an IHOP, I, I'm usually just going for the pancakes because I don't eat, eat those very often. It's a rare treat when I get a waffle, but I got to tell you, I, I do love waffles. Somebody say waffle, waffles. National Waffle Day is August 24th. It, it is. is National Waffle Hell Day. Yeah. I'm making waffles. Yeah! There's a stock of freshly made waffles in the middle of the forest. Do you like waffles? Yeah, we like waffles. Waffles, waffles. Well, National Waffle Day is a day that we celebrate the invention of the waffle iron. Hey, you want some waffles? Yeah. Let me put some in the toaster. Waffles. Waffles. The morning show that's live in queue. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo, the quarter of Dyer and Monroe. You can find them on social media or PumpingInkTattoo.com. That's PumpingInkTattoo.com. We're going to have Justin uh, Underwood coming in uh, a little bit later. Justin's been coming in for years now answering legal questions. So if you got uh, you got something you want to run by a lawyer, mm-hmm. he will. Something happened with a ticket, maybe uh, a repossession, warrant, warrant, murder. If you've killed anybody, uh, if we've never had a murder question, <laughs> we haven't so had a murder question. That is true. Murder question. Well, bring it on. Uh, whatever you want to talk about, have your uh, questions ready and have the number ready. Justin hasn't arrived yet, but when he gets here, just so you have the number, you want to call us in the studio for Ask a Lawyer. The KLAQ studio line is 915-910-4995. 915-910-4995. There's so much going on 
or not going on, I guess, is maybe a better way to say it, in the El Paso District Attorney's Office. But some of it has now gotten on to... Were you telling me that maybe 17... I got a message. I have a few sources. Not everybody wants to be public about this, but I've got some sources uh, that I can tell you are are reliable and reputable who are saying that they they heard there are 17,000 cases. Those are criminal cases uh, waiting for screening, which means they could be let out by the jail magistrate. How does that work? I know there's no facility where they've got 17,000 people right now. I don't think Someone anyway. called and said that the, they don't hold that many people. Well, no, I don't think they hold that many people, so I need a little clarification on that. No, it but. could be any type. Like, if someone filed a complaint, I mean, if I, you know, if I went down and filed a complaint on a stalker or something, then that would be like... And they gotta, they're just gonna... It's well, not like he's expire. in jail, they're but... They're gonna expire. Right, expire. right. Wait, wait, but I thought for these people, they've been indicted, right? Or... The, the um... No, that was part of the problem. If they'd been indicted, right. they could keep him in jail. But the DA's office had, I mean, dragging its feet indict. is no. giving them too much credit. Yeah. yeah, none of the cases that have been let go have been indicted. That was the reason why. To say that the DA's office is manner. dragging their feet would would not do justice to what's going on. They're not functioning as they're supposed to. They're not doing the thing that they're supposed to be doing. And I think a lot of people have questions. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Yeah. What's the problem? What is the fix? Because you can't have a DA's office mm-hmm. that doesn't prosecute crimes or doesn't do anything. Right. I found the petition for removal. Remember we were asking how do you get how do you how do you do something like that? Right. Well Somebody, I assume a lawyer, has to file a petition in a court in the county that the officer resides in. So that would be El Paso County, a court in El Paso County. What are some of the requirements or some of the things that you can call a recall for? Incompetency, official misconduct, in intoxication on or off duty. Wait, what? You could recall a politician because they were in- intoxicated off-duty? Uh, yeah, and not politician. These are officers or county officers. That includes a county attorney, county judge, county commissioner, county clerk, district clerk, sheriff, county treasurer, or district attorney, all those type of people. You yeah. mean if you work at the DA's office or your district court, you can't go out and get your buzz on <laughs> on a weekend? I guess not officially uh also incompetency means gross ignorance official duties gross carelessness in the discharge of those duties and unfitness or inability to promptly and properly discharge official duties yeah all right so i think that might be All what, of the we, above. We, what we what we can lead <laughs> well we, but we could lead with not promptly fulfilling your duties right all right no, somebody needs to file this petition or something happens because you can't this to me it seems like a non-working DA, DA's office that I've always been told that every city has a working DA's office, right? We apparently we do not. Okay. Apparently but most big cities do have Well, I mean we had we had somebody we had Chris Antcliffe, former law, former judge who was willing to go on the record with us last week and he said he he's not aware of this ever being like this in any city anywhere that no. he's aware of. Well, and the transparency is very off, in my opinion. Right. Where, um, where, where's the spokespeople for all this stuff? Well, I mean, like like I said, Rosales did do an interview with Fox, which is 
great. I think it's great. She that almost there, but looked, it, that interview almost looked like she had pre-approved all the questions they were asking. Well, her. allegedly that's yeah, that's what happened. But um, it just didn't seem like it seems like there's a lot of uh, blame being pushed around here and there. And again, we talked about this before. When it's a political environment, sure you're going to have people on you know, whether you're Democrat or Republican who are going to try and and roadblock some of your your situations. So I'm empathetic with that situation, but you can't. You have to be. Uh, this isn't politi- this isn't political anymore, though, Megan. Well, this no, is I, I know, I know seventeen thousand. No, I know it's not. This is I'm just saying I'm, I'm a problem. Yeah, no, I'm just saying the the um you know the empathetic well, side her, of me will listen to that part. But again, it's been too long. I, I, I'm, I'm not using it. Not as to an put excuse, too fine a point on it, but the district but, attorney, when they're asked why aren't these things getting done, she says, "Oh, it's really a problem with the previous administration." That's right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And okay, if that was the problem at first, and if this is something that has been continuing, then we we're going to need some specifics here because it just doesn't seem like that's good enough anymore. The blame game without any actual you know reasoning behind it so well we will have justin underwood on the way uh shortly he'll be here in the studio with us uh let's check that traffic again as we've uh, mentioned there was rain overnight roads are going to be slick there could be puddles another accumulation of rain so let's get back into KLAQ Traffic with Megan McCormick. Good morning, Megan. Good morning, Buzz. If you are traveling on Gateway East just before Zaragoza, it is closed until further further notice. It's been closed for over an hour. There is a crash. Gateway East just before Zaragoza is closed until further notice. All right. uh, Let's get a look at the good news, bad news of the week. It's time for good news, bad news. This is a segment that we do periodically looking at uh, news items. Uh, current events, look at it from a couple of different angles, the positive and negative. Because as we know, uh, every dark cloud has a silver lining. Mm-hmm. Every get, glass has... Can be either half, half full or, or half, half empty. empty. That's right. <laughs> uh, so let's get started with the good news, bad news of the week. Uh, good news, I guess. Former President George W. Bush is teaching an online master class on authentic leadership. Right? Really? Yeah. Okay. The bad news, the class will actually be taught by Dick Cheney and Don. <laughs> 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 uh, All right. Good news. I'm a Brendan Fraser fan. All right. Ever since uh, Encino Man, fan Mm -hmm. of Brendan Fraser. The good news, Brendan Fraser plays a 600-pound man in his next movie. Really? He does, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Bad news. Yeah, this uh, movie is based on a true story. It's the true story of Brendan Fraser. (laughs) (laughs) Bad news. Oh. Uh, so, this is being covered like every hour on Fox News right now. But uh, Joe, President Joe Biden is uh, courting some controversy. The cost of a special security fence around his Delaware beach house has ballooned to nearly half a million dollars. <gasps> Ooh, right, that's so, not good. Bad news. Oh, good news, though? Good news. Do the math. 
It's a small price to pay if it keeps Hunter out. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe in. <laughs> Joe in. Bro, you, you don't want to. You want him wandering off. You don't want one of these el elder walkaway yeah. situations, do you? Yeah. You found four miles down the beach. <laughs> I'm waiting for a silver alert. <laughs> uh, one other story here on the good news, bad news of the week. Good news. Uh, ben Affleck and J-Lo got married again uh -huh. at Ben's lavish estate in Georgia over the weekend. And Ben showed his classic sense of style by wearing a black tuxedo. Oh, good thing. Bad news. J-Lo showed off her great sense of humor by wearing a white wedding. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, man. Uh, that's your good news, bad news of the week. Ben and J-Lo's wedding is over. Finally, can we all move on? And or is it? What? That's right. Ben and J-Lo got married in Vegas, then Georgia, and now they're getting married again. Wait, what? what? Why? Because they're in love, silly. And uh. that's not all. This time they're getting married in space. Yes, who will be the guest to Ben and J-Lo's space wedding? Will Matt Damon be there in space? Will J-Lo wear her wedding dress underneath her spacesuit or over it? How long will it take for the caterers to get to space? You'll just have to find out on our round the clock coverage of Ben and J-Lo's space wedding. I don't care. Yes, you do. Admit it. You protest, yet you can't get enough of Ben and J-Lo. Yeah. You can't get enough of their love. That's Admit true. it now. Uh, you're right. I love them. Ben and J-Lo's space wedding. Don't miss it. Hi, it's Veronica Gonzalez, and after the buzz Adams. I want to give out the uh, phone number again because it's time for Ask a Lawyer with our chief legal affairs correspondent, Justin Underwood from the law offices of Wyatt Underwood, Attorneys of Law. Good morning, Justin. Good morning, Good everybody. Morning. Let me give out that Good phone morning. number. And then we have a few other items on the docket that we on the to address. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Here's the studio line. If you got a question, and, and I feel like it's a good thing to always remind you, this is not a substitute for a legal consultation. Right. Justin is an attorney. He's happy to give you his opinion. Absolutely. But it's not the same as a sit-down. Absolutely. Uh, so the Cliff you, Notes version, if you will. If you want to uh, give us a call, studio line, you got a question for uh, Justin Underwood. We'll get to as many calls as we can this morning. 915-910-4995. That's 915-910-4995. I was going to save this for the end, but the phone lines are clear right now. Okay. What's going on in the DA's office? Do so, we have a functional district attorney's office or no, not? I, no. That was a rhetorical question. Of no, course, I know we do not. not. And so, why is it so dangerous? So I, a couple of things. And I, granted, these are my opinions based on my work experience and what, you know, I, we do this all day, every day, and I've been doing it for 21 years. Okay. Whatever um, you're about to say, it's not like you're the only one yeah, saying no, it. No, no, no. Absolutely not. You know, I, and, and I have to preface, with, preface it with this. We supported her campaign, right? District Attorney Rosales. Absolutely. We supported her. We worked with her at the DA's office. We let her take photos with our famous dumpster, right? You know, mm -hmm. that dumpster is going to therapy at this point. Um, <laughs> the dumpster's on fire. I don't know if you know. Right know. It's, it's, not, it's not a fire. It's an inferno. Yeah. Um, I endorsed her on this show in 2019. I, I I remember doing that. We um, we feel kind of a responsibility because yeah, absolutely, we, you know, on on Justin's say so. Abs when Justin says so, I said so as well. Absolutely. I mean, based on my knowing mm -hmm. Justin, I, I mean, so I feel like there's a responsibility we need to say 
We might have made a bad call on this one. I, I'll tell you this. We even sponsored Wyatt Underwood. We even paid for the trophy for the high school mock trial competition that her office put on where she showed up like a couple hours late to, uh, you know, for her photo op with the, the winning team. Mm-hmm. But well, at least um, showed up. I have lost all faith in the integrity of the leadership at the El Paso County District Attorney's Office. Um the one, one a couple of things that, that everybody needs to be aware of. Um, she brought in special prosecutors, right? She had hired uh, one of her friends from law school to come in and be one of the prosecutors for Walmart. For the Walmart, case. right? I think she was hired July 11th. She resigned last Friday. The the friend, yeah. Even her friend doesn't want to work with her. Correct. Her friend lasted a month and a week. And is no law, and she resigned from the DA's office. So, who is prosecuting the Walmart case right now? Right now, I don't know. <laughs> wow, that just that seems right unacceptable. Now, I, don't know. I don't know. That seems um, unacceptable. And uh, they uh, was was uh, Griggs fired? He what? Briggs? Briggs? Yes. Excuse me. Uh, John they, Briggs. They, they fired John Briggs. Who, quite frankly, whether you like him or don't, uh, as in, in the legal world, of anybody in the he office. is one of, without question, one of the best criminal lawyers in West Texas. Period. All right. I've tried to hire that guy a thousand times, but he wants to be a prosecutor. Wow. He is one of the best lawyers, best trial lawyers, period, in the city. And Could he was fired by the DA? Correct. Okay. Could he have tried a capital case? In a heartbeat. Okay. But she decided to hire two outside prosecutors, people, and one just quit on her. People not from El Paso, not from our community, They one of them lasted a week. I'm sorry, one of them lasted a month. The other one... Uh, It is my understanding, and I don't know this, but it's my understanding that she is trying to get her old job back as we speak and not be here anymore. The the special prosecutor. The the other new one. No, the other new one. Right. So all this money and all this grant money to hire these lawyers, one of them lasted a month and a week, and the other one, I have heard, is trying to get her job back. Oh, my God. So the new point of contact, right, for the Walmart case is now apparently the same prosecutor who committed... Prosecutorial misconduct on YouTube Live. That's that's how smart that was. Wow. Uh, on YouTube Live earlier this year when he committed misconduct in uh, a court, a district court here in El Paso, tossed a capital murder case <gasps> based on his misconduct. My understanding is he is the new point of contact for the Walmart case. He should be he should have fired. He should have been fired immediately. <laughs> but when you donate to her campaign, you get a job. Oh, right. Was he hired by the defense attorneys? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. I, to me. I just I, the other thing is this. I, you know, I don't even really think that Miss Rosales is making decisions in that office anymore. She has a legal advisor who is is advising her of what to do and what to say, uh, even who to fire and all this stuff. Uh, the district and, attorney uh-huh. has a legal advisor uh-huh. who's telling her kind uh-huh. of what to do. Normally, it is the county attorney's job to advise the district attorney. Well, she declined that and got her own legal advisor. Her legal advisor has two public reprimands by the state bar of Texas for misconduct. Not private reprimands where, hey, don't do that again. We're going to sanction you in privately. Public reprimands that are on his record that anyone can look at for misconduct. That's her lawyer. And he is influencing her to do all kinds of things. Um, unfiled cases. We talked about this a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. The 17,000 or so, 5,000 that are screened or in the screening process and additional 12,000 that have m- not been put in My the understanding from people who would know, like have access, right, um, 
there, when, when El Paso Matters did an open records request for unfiled cases, I think the DA's office responded and said, well, we've got 5,000 cases in screening, which apparently is true. Now, so let me tell you, I work there so I can tell you how it works, right? Cases are transferred to the district attorney's office from all of the law enforcement entities, mm-hmm. right? Sheriff's Department, Police Department, mm-hmm. Horizon PD, Socorro PD, you name it, right? right? They all bring them to the DA's office for prosecution, mm-hmm. anyone in the county, right? What happens when they get there is they have to be screened by lawyers to, to be prepped to be filed, either in uh, county courts for misdemeanors or f- uh, district courts for felonies. Mm-hmm. So the DA's office said, oh, we've got 5,000 cases that are that are, are are in screening. Now, is that a large number? That's outrageously large. Okay. In, in and of itself, 5,000 cases for an office this big is, is unacceptable. But that's how, the however, tip of the iceberg. However, right? they have 12,000. 12,000 wow. cases that have not even been entered into the system to be assigned to lawyers. 17,000. Wow. That is a full year backlog. Okay. I, I I think one of the defenses that would be brought up is, well, there's backlog for everybody because of COVID. How would you answer that? No. That that just doesn't just no the no not for no, like, I, like she they they can say that to to the public and they can compare oh well San Diego's down and Salt Lake City's down and Is there I'm sorry cop- do we live in California right do we live in Utah I live in Texas right El Paso is in Texas thank the Lord um, <laughs> I practice all over the state I don't just have cases here I have friends from law school and defense attorney friends who practice throughout the state and they're not having these problems or seeing these problems they text or call me you know every week to 10 days to ask me what the F is going on in El Paso that's how unusual it is oh, it's, here. It's not unusual. Okay. It's ridiculous. Let me ask you this, Justin. So if there's any police officer out there who uh, arrests somebody for a misdemeanor or felony. Correct. And expects and wants that, that arrest to move forward. It's not right now. Not right now. And, so and anybody listen, getting arrested. So it's the best time to be a criminal. And, and, I, and I'll really. tell you, you know, the DA's office and the police department don't get along. I have... I probably have more friends with the police department at this point than I do at the DA's office, even though I do ha- still have some wonderful friends at the DA's office who my heart hurts for on a daily basis. But the police department, that relationship's not good. Wait, that's scary. If any arrest is not moving forward, then that means criminals are not being... Well, and, and I'll tell you this. Wait, so wait. so in, in all these cases getting tossed by the jail magistrate, right? Like that was, I, I don't think we can go a week without, you know, the smoldering at the second floor on the county courthouse. That's where the DA's office is. The smoldering right. um, it doesn't fan back into, you know, dumpster inferno, right? Imagine being the imagine being the the lead law enforcement officer for like what are we the twenty fifth twenty sixth largest city in the, in America mm-hmm. and 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 you that the, the public has their trust in you and they voted you in office and your statement your response to that is well I was completely blindsided by the public defender's office what the, can you imagine being the lead law enforcement? I don't officer even know what to make of that. That is your statement. response. What do you mean you were blindsided by the public defender? What is because they're so good because the public defenders was so good that they blindsided. Well, let me the tell DA. you, Kelly Childers, damn good lawyer. She mm-hmm. runs a damn good office. You know what she's doing? Her job. Right. You know why she's doing her job? Because nobody else is. And her job is to say uh, nobody's filed motions what, on this. So what, what, what people don't really understand is private lawyers 
we take appointed cases, right? And the reason that we do that, the reason that we take appointed cases is because the public defender does not have the manpower to take all of the appointed clients. Mm-hmm. It would, there, there's no way. It would lock them down. Mm-hmm. So private criminal defense attorneys, we are allowed to do criminal appointments, right? The, the county can appoint, uh, I want to say, you know, for every, for every three cases, and this could be wrong, but if for every three cases the public defender gets, a private attorney gets one to help offset mm-hmm. her staff, right? And so... When when they're not doing their job and you have people sitting, they had one guy sitting in jail for 700 and something days. They never even filed it. And I got news for you. The magistrate who did all this, Judge Acosta, hell of a prosecutor. Hell of a prosecutor. It's not like he doesn't know what he's doing. Right, the jail magistrate. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh well, I was completely, I was completely blindsided. I mean, if you on- were blindsided by that, you shouldn't be there. Period. De- mm-hmm. Depending on what the charges were, I mean, period. Depending on what the charges were, the guy that was in here for seven hundred days basically did his sentence, right? Uh, I mean, uh, and, uh, and here's the other well, thing: not just a sentence, Buzz. This was somebody without like the charges against him yet. And, and and I I heard Megan talk about this earlier on the way over here. It doesn't just apply. Most of the time, it applies to people who are in custody, right? But a lot of times, uh, if you've got people who've been on bond for two years. The statute of limitations on misdemeanors is two years. Mm-hmm. Private lawyers like myself, we have clients who have been have who've had cases pending for 19, 20, 21 months. We're so close to the statute of limitations running that we're not going to do anything. Let the statute run. They are legally barred from ever filing that case. I got to take a break, and we okay. got we do have calls for ask a lawyer. Okay, I don't. I got. This I got discussion, plenty of time. I don't think this discussion is over. No, so I have a couple more things that, right, that I think everybody needs to know. Yeah, important. After we talk to some of the callers, so if you're on hold now, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, ask a lawyer with Attorney Justin Underwood on the way right after this. Nation. All right, we're going to get back to some of these, I think, very dire matters that are going on in our city and our county. Uh, But we do have calls for Ask a Lawyer. Justin Underwood is here. He will uh, gladly answer your question if he can. Absolutely. He'll try and point you in the right direction. Absolutely. Let's talk to uh, Vanessa. Vanessa's up first. Hi, Vanessa. Hi. Hi, Vanessa. What's up? Um. So I have a question about my AB Karate. They were in a contract. I trying to get out of it because medically I can no longer drive. Oh no! Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Is this like a gym membership type of thing? Uh, no, it's a karate thing for kids. Oh, okay. Um, I'm a military wife, so it's not like I have any other help. Uh, my husband PCS out of the country. And I've let them know all of that, and they still said I can pay forty percent of my contract, which is like over two thousand. And I told them that's not going to happen. Oh my God, is that how much it costs to sign a kid up for karate these days? Well, since Cobra Kai came out, that's like <laughs> yeah. the roof. Wow, it's like two hundred a month. Two hundred a month, and you can't you can't make it anymore, and you want out of the contract. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, Vanessa, first thing, do you have a copy of the contract? Yes. 
Uh, is there anything in there about so like when you terminate a lease and I'm not comparing it to that but you can th- there are clauses when you want to terminate a lease early sometimes you can pay a penalty or you can pay, it's not a penalty you pay a um or like a releasing fee or something like that is there any language in the contract about early termination or or leaving the 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 commitment early Well, uh, I did find it says if you become disabled for at least six months during the membership term and that disability is confirmed in writing by your physician, you have the right to an extension. I don't want to work with this place anymore. So they're saying if you become disabled, you can get a note from your doctor and we'll give you six more months to become undisabled, right? Yeah, or that, that makes beautiful, perfect sense. Um, here's what I'm going to tell you to do. Um, typically, contracts do have there are legal there are legal requirements that contracts have to have in the state of Texas. If you'll shoot me an email, uh, WyattUnderwoodTrialLawyers.com. If you go in there and click the contact, shoot me an email and just say, "Hey, Justin, I talked to you on on Buzz's show, uh, and give me your contact information. I will uh, if I can't fix that problem for you, I know the guy who can." Oh. Please. Especially uh, your husband. Your husband's in the military and is deployed overseas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because yes, that's that's God. the kind of families we want to uh, to hamstring, always, right? I'm I'm always surprised what it's like if you if you join something up and then one time I joined a, a YMCA uh-huh. and then I had to move. It was when we were doing the show out in uh, out in Monterey. Yeah. So I joined out there and then I moved back sooner than I thought I was going. Sure. To. And I thought they'd just say, "Oh yeah, yeah, good. Just we're gonna just cancel the membership." I'm like, "I'm only a month into this year long thing. Can't why why are they such sticklers on that? Is that you know, where they make a lot of their well, profit?" Because what, is, happens, what happens is when you sign a contract, the people you sign a contract with, uh, they basically think that that's money in the bank, and that's how they get you locked into these contracts, right? They are usually. Uh, ironclad about you know you you terminating early and if you terminate the contract early you're subject to a penalty and you're subject, but um, Vanessa you, did you say you've recently become where you can't drive? No, I haven't been able to drive since last year. And do you have a doctor's? Do you have a medical? Or I'm mean, sorry, do you have a do you have a physician's note or, or something confirming that you're not that you're not able to drive? Yes, but they didn't like the wording because it said. Um, Oh no! I just lost that note. Uh, Wait, who didn't like the wording? the 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 karate place. Yes, because they the karate place itself doesn't deal with it. They have me call an eight hundred number. Oh no! Oh and no! No! What a no. headache! Vanessa, Jesus. just shoot me an email today. Yeah, yeah, do that, Vanessa. Shoot, shoot me an email today, and I will try and and answer you before noon today. Oh, great. Okay. And you said the email was It's Wyatt Underwood dot com. If you need to, you, you can always call the office too and just ask for me, four eight five ninety one hundred. Just call and say, Hey, I, w- I was talking to him on, on the bus show and I needed a follow up question and my staff will be like they'll yell in the back and be like, Hey radio John, star, hey, why don't you go over here? And I'm like, Talk to your radio fans, uh, radio star like that. <laughs> okay. All right, Vanessa. Best of luck. Thanks Thanks for your I'll service, talk to you soon. Vanessa, thank you, yeah, thank thank you for your, your husband. If, and I, family. if I ever had an emergency situation I went and the people were cool to deal with, well guess what? The the next time that I do want that service or goods, yes. I'm gonna go back to them. Absolutely. It, it seems really short sighted when they it's, try it's, to <laughs> hold people's feet to the fire can, over can a Can you server? imagine yeah. customer service still being important in twenty twenty two? Let's talk to uh, Valerie. Valerie is our next caller for Ask a Lawyer with Justin Underwood. 
Good morning, Valerie. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, good morning, Valerie. Um, I'm calling. I don't have, I'm not seeking advice, but I do have a question. So I recently served on a jury on a criminal case back in uh, March, April-ish. Okay. Um, and we we got sent back to deliberate. Um, and before we even sat down, I said, look, let's take a vote. Let's kind of see where everybody's at. Um you know, yay or nay. And yeah, we yeah. had one juror we had one juror who's just super uncooperative. She was just like, Look, I'm not gonna I, I don't need to see any more evidence. <clears throat> I already have it in my mind. You know, this guy's guilty. And I you know, I right away told her, I said, Look, you can't you can't just come out and say that because there is evidence that they didn't show us up on the screen. I mean there's obviously more evidence that we need to you know, we need to thumb through. Right. And uh, literally, and I even showed her on the judges uh, when he gave us the charge yes. on the last page, it literally says that as a juror, you know, you have to be open-minded, you have to cooperate and what have you. And so after a few hours, I told our foreman, I said, look, we need to write the judge and say that we have a juror that, you know, she's just not cooperating. And, gotcha. I, and I guess I'm, I'm calling trying to find out what the rule is as far as maybe maybe not getting rid of her completely, but maybe replacing her with one of the two Wait, uh, it, alternates. Is this, a, is this an ongoing? No, she's already done. Oh, okay. So, so <laughs> I num- missed that part. N- number sorry. one. <laughs> I was like, I think, I think we're doing something illegal. Number one, I absolutely <laughs> think that that's fascin- fascinating um, because, you know, a, a lot of times as, as lawyers, when we try cases, we don't, you know, we don't get to talk to the juries except at the beginning, like during Vordire when we're able to ask each other questions and the very end after the verdict's already done, right? So it is a grand mystery to judges and lawyers what actually goes on in in jury rooms. Now, back in the old days, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and probably the 80s, you'd have, you know, your legal assistant with a glass, uh, you know, on the door trying to listen to what's going on back there. But, <laughs> you know, they frown on that these days. They, they don't let you do that. So, um, you know, th- they do have alternates and there are, did you get, you, did you mention you did have alternate jurors on your, on your, on your panel? We did. We had to, we had to ask. So we asked, you know, about getting them switched out, but they literally came back and told us that, uh, only two reasons that why they can yeah. uh, replace them. One is for sickness, Illness. I guess, and the other one is for like an emergency. Family, and it has to be like a super emergency, super emergency, like someone's in the hospital or someone's dying or something, you know, massive like right. that. Um, the one thing I will tell you is number one, you know, I appreciate the fact that you guys actually read the jury charge, and and, and because that is what happens is I don't know if you guys are ever sat on a jury, but at the end of this, I've seen twelve angry and, men. And, well, there you go, close enough for me. Valerie can attest to this. At the end of the trial, or the last thing you hear is the lawyers arguing, and then the judge will give you the charge, right? And you take the charge back with you. And so most people don't even read that, but the charge has all of the instructions for what you're supposed to do. And unfortunately, in that case, the judge did advise you guys correctly that you cannot use an alternate except for those two reasons. But when you go back there, it, it's okay to have kind of an idea or kind of if you if you if you're leaning one way or another, that's perfectly okay. But what it does say in a jury charge is you must be willing, and, and I think Valerie touched on it. You have to have an open mind, and you are required by law to even question your own opinion if you listen to the opinions of others and think that your opinion is is without merit right valerie there's language in there that that, something like that that's correct yeah and so someone going back there and saying nope 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 it's okay to say no i feel one way all of all of a sudden what it's really not okay is to be completely closed off nothing you say is going to convince me right like, like if so, if a juror says something like that, that's why we have jurors of. It was a felony, right? I'm assuming. So you had twelve. There was twelve of you back there. 
Correct. It was on a criminal case, and, yeah. and you know, just very uncooperative, and, and we tried our best, you know, but after two hours, she was still, and, and ultimately, I think at the end, we decided, I mean, I feel like she knew this kid, and, uh, you know, she just wasn't going to, either she knew yeah. somebody and, in her family. And, and, and you and, know, and we told I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Valerie, but I, you know, one of the things that we, that we, you know, lawyers, we have to hammer into people, right? Cases aren't tried in the media, right? Cases aren't tried in the public. They're tried in a courtroom. What you hear in the courtroom is the only thing you need to be considering, period. And if you know any of the parties, right, if you know any of the lawyers for for the plaintiff or the state or you know any of the defense lawyers or you know any of the witnesses or you know the defendant in any civil matter or criminal matter, you're not supposed to sit on the jury because that could influence you. We can ask you a question. Okay, Buzz, I know that you know you know Megan. You know my client Megan here, right? I she's, do know Megan. She's on uh, mm-hmm. a trial here for, for murder, right? And, Yikes, um, don't tell she, him that yet. <laughs> um, she murdered Nico. Um, so if, if you know her and the fact that you know her could influence your decision, that that panel is not for you. You should not be there. Right. So if, if she already has her mind made up before the trial even starts, which it kind of sounds like, like maybe she did. Um, I don't think that she she would have been the best juror or, or, or a proper juror. Yeah, but how that, do you re- how, how do you remove somebody like that? Once, if you go to the judge and the judge right yeah, I mean, says that that's not a reason. Once to, once the jury's impaneled, once they're sworn in, good luck with so that. Did she ever wow. budge, or was it just hung jury? Um, no, she never. It was a hung. It was a hung jury, and so I can't speak for what the, what's going on at the DA's office right now. But I will say, because you know, after we got sequestered and once it was over, then we're able to then go and look at you know social media and what have you. And I just want to kind of clear the air because we had sufficient evidence. And and remember, it's not complete, but it's it was we had enough beyond a reasonable doubt to convict. But because she was just not, and then she was a retired nurse, which they tell you, you know. Um, you have to put all that aside and focus only on the evidence here in front of you. And I don't feel like she was just willing to do that. I bet you I know. I'm not going to talk about it, but I bet you, I'll bet you a dozen donuts that I know what case you're talking about. Okay. It was, it was 11 to 1, right? It was 11 to 1. I know what case you're talking about. I've felt, oh, snap. I've really felt like I'm walking on thin ice this whole time. <laughs> this thing. All right. Uh, well, I will say this, Valerie, it sounds like you take things seriously. It sounds like you're responsible. You're exactly the type of person yeah, that they, they want yeah, on a jury. Absolutely. I mean, you should have, but maybe should should have been the foreman. We, we <laughs> sounds have, like. you know, trial lawyers, you know, a lot of times, you know, I, I tell you, 98% of our cases, we get resolved with, with like in this instance, whoever the prosecutor is, we work out 98% of our cases but in those cases where we can't reach an agreement we can't settle the case without the community we have to have you guys and do i trust a group of 12 el pasoans i would trust a group of 12 el pasoans over almost anybody in the entire world okay valerie well done thank you thanks valerie that's a really good question all right, thank you. Let's take a break. We got uh, David. So David has a question about Bond, but we got to get this break in. And David, can, if you can hear me, just hang on the phone. We're going to get to you first, and then we're going to talk a little bit more. Uh, a lot of people have been looking up things like how do you recall an elected official? How yes. do recalls work? How yes. do you start a recall petition? Do I have to be a lawyer to file a recall petition? So we have a lot to talk about right. today uh, with Justin Underwood, our good buddy and legal affairs correspondent from the uh, offices of Wyatt Underwood Trial Attorneys. Let's take a break. More of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is on the way right after this. Wait, what kind of... 
All right, we got uh, we got calls waiting. I'm I'm not going to leave you on hold for much longer. Minor game this Saturday. You there? We're going to try. We have Avery's birthday party. Avery's birthday party. Avery, uh, Avery's birthday is uh, is Friday. I know Joanna is. I, I think Avery's kind of like Joanna's uh, spirit animal. <laughs> she loves Joanna. She's adorable. <laughs> Can I tell you something? I met her at your at one of your barbecues. Yes, By the yeah. way, Justin has delicious meat. I mean, his meat is one of the most, best meats I've ever eaten. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah, you, oh, you can. You, can. <laughs> you cannot beat his meat. All right. So Avery, I think, is going to take over. His daughter is going to take over the world or some company someday. Like, she has so much good attitude and just like she knows what she wants and she she made a hundred and seven dollars in tips <sighs> just because she kept well, telling everybody I, I'm, I work for tips I'm trying to get to 40 bucks and she got to 40 bucks she's like I'm working for tips I'm trying to get to 50 bucks a <laughs> hundred I, I bet you know she she does hustle and run around and how do you say no <laughs> right yeah, and, and she will take over stuff and it'll be hostile so. how, how old is she gonna be she will be seven, seven. All right. I have an Avery a boy Avery. a boy right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they'll have to meet Let's uh, get to our calls and uh, find out who's up next. I've got David on the line. Hi, David. What's up, David? Hello there. Good morning, David. David has a question about Bond. So Talk to me, David. Shoot. Yes. Yes, this is happens to deal with a murder case. Uh, my question is, how can a person have their bond reduced from a million dollars down to $300,000 and be out in society after shooting a relative, and that relative almost died, and then seconds later shooting a second individual, and that person dying, while this the, the, the shooter is out, like I say, out on bond for approximately the last four or five years, uh, enjoying life, posting things on social media that he's out vacationing, while the family of the deceased what is uh, hurting... And uh, I understand the prosecution, the DA is uh, backed up as what people have been told, but I just can't believe someone is. I feel like, I don't want to make light of this, but I feel like this is like an OJ case where if an individual has money, he can get out of of uh, murder or manslaughter. It's a good question. How can, no, that's a good question. So, number one, let me let me explain. People... Bond in the United States is not meant to be a punitive tool, right? And it's, it's not to, it's not, it, it is not to replace the punishment if that person is found guilty, right? Bond amounts are specifically set to do, to, to mainly assure the accused presence at trial, right? Like if you, if you literally Google, and I'm kind of being a nerd about it, but if you literally look up what are, what is a bond in, in a criminal case? The, the main answer, the number one answer on the family feud board is going to be to secure the defendant's uh, appearance at trial. Um, at a bond hearing, uh, you know, and we do them all the time, bond hearings, things that are taken into consideration by whatever judge or magistrate who is sitting that prior criminal history. They do take into account, <clears throat> excuse me, the facts of the case. I'm not familiar with, with the case that you're talking about. It doesn't ring a bell to me. Um, and so... It, it, they do take into account any aggravating factors, any mitigating factors. They take into account ties to the community. Like, are you from El Paso? Or are you from Costa Rica? Are you from Mexico? Flight risk. I always right. hear that yeah. come up. On Flight risk is TV one shows. thing. 
Um, a million dollars bond in certain in certain you know the U.S. Supreme Court <clears throat> has held on occasion that a million dollars bond for a certain type offense is egregious and unconstitutional. <clears throat> Typically, the judges all there's something in El Paso County called a bond schedule. It, it's like um, they, they don't completely adhere to it, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. The, the judges are allowed to go up the bond schedule, down the bond schedule, based on all the, the factors that we talked about. Uh, and so long story short is unless I was actually at that bond hearing, I can't answer your question. But I can only tell you that the, the facts of the alleged offense aren't the only thing um, that is um, that is taken into consideration. Let me ask this question. Has this case been tried to a jury or has it been mistried in a in a in a court yet? Uh, no, I actually haven't gone to trial yet. What, you, ha, what what is uh, what is the district attorney's office telling your family if they're telling you anything? Well, for one, uh, they're saying due to COVID and then uh, backlog. But I just can't believe someone can uh, shoot someone that's in the second individual. And that person dies, and this person's out. So, so you're getting Friday. you're getting excuses from the DA's office, even though we've been trying cases for a year and a half now. Yeah. Over over a year. So, Justin, if this person, uh, the the person who uh, is out on bond, yes, murders someone today, yes, is Rosales or the DA's office? Do they have any? So, no, because the the, the DA's office is not the one who set the bond. Okay, you have an okay. independent magistrate. the D, The DA's office is just they're a party. They're they're on the opposite side of of the defense lawyers, right? Um, and. He, they don't set bonds, right? They the 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 DA's always it's illegal for for a prosecutor to set bonds. Now through the DIMS program, they can recommend bonds, right? But they do that off the bond schedule. They're not actually setting the bond; they're recommending it, and then they're taking the, the officers are taking that person to a magistrate who mm-hmm. has the final say as to say. And sometimes they do set the same bond, and sometimes they don't set the same bond. What about the people that got let the four hundred uh, the four hundred people that got let out last week? What if one of those people who possibly again I'm just using it as an example, but maybe possible manslaughter case or something? If they go sure. out and they kill another person this week. And they were let out last week by uh, the DA's office. So is that does the DA's office have any responsibility for something like that? No. The only person you could you could go after, and here's here's the rub, right? The only person that would be liable there would be the judge who released them. However, however, the judges are, are you know, you don't have a lot of judges who are just going to let you out scot free, right? They're going to put you on <clears throat> not only a surety bond, but they're going to they're going to amend the bond to make it a PR component, which means you're checking in like weekly or monthly that you've got interlock devices on or you've got a portable device on that, you know, they're doing random checks. It's not, that's why they have a pretrial services department because everybody who's on a PR bond um, is checking in and having restrictions put on them. Their liberty is restrained even though they're not actually convicted of something. Right. They can't apply for a job most of the time. I mean, time. they can apply for a job, but or- also, you know, this is Texas. They cannot hire you based on the fact that you have a pending charge. Mm-hmm. Let, let me see if right. I got this right. So, if the if the bond is set at three hundred thousand, correct. My understanding is the way it works. You pay ten percent of that. So, what happens is if you go through a bonding company, um, you pay. Typically, what they'll do is they'll charge ten to 15, ten to twenty percent. It just depends. Depends on the bonding company. And then what you're what you're typically required to do is put some type of collateral. 
like your house, like if you own your home, you put your house as collateral to cover the, the balance on that bond, right? That way, if the defendant ever takes off, you know, whoever posted their house, you know, you've given, you're, yeah, you've given up your house, <laughs> but to that person, the, you know, to that person to get to get out <clears throat> after having been accused of shooting sure, two people. Sure, you're basically paying about thirty thousand dollars, thirty five grand, can, and so then you don't have to be incarcerated. Putting up a house, yeah, Got yeah. It. Okay. It is is uh, now the other thing is the judges can order that it's either cash or corporate surety. Corporate surety is is lingo for a bonding company, right? You, you can post cash if you want. If you want to go give the county three hundred thousand dollars cash don't do that <laughs> um you can do that as well but um it, you know some judges every judge has an arsenal of things that they can they can impose on somebody to to let them out of well you know to, to impose bond uh, david without knowing all the facts or details I, I i feel comfortable saying i hope justice is served yes yes i hope so too i realize you don't uh, know the facts of the case but one a hearsay uh, statement was uh, said that well this individual that shot these people uh, killed this person was well he has no priors he's a student so I can't believe uh, the, you know honestly no the, priors clean record the, the student thing you know it depends on you know he's a student he's been enrolled six months that has you know little effect on me if he's been a student for three years. And he's trying to, you know, actually do something with his life. That could influence somebody. The fact that he's got no criminal history will all always um, come up in a bond hearing. They, they, one of the things that we talk about at every bond hearing is is criminal history. Yeah. All right, David. Thanks yeah. for the call. Take care, David. Good luck, man. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. We got one more call. It's Elizabeth, and her question is about custody, and those sure. are always tough. And, yeah, they're rough. You know, I know there's some lawyers that just don't even. Like I, I hear so many one of them say, "I am so glad that I don't do a lot of family our, our, law. our partner Elena yeah. handles she all. She does of our the family. family. I, I mean, I I know about it. I can answer certain questions, but Elena, that is her department. Elizabeth, good morning. Good morning. Hi, Elizabeth. Hey, Liz. How are you? Hello. Good. Good. Thank you. So my question is, um, does well, my son's um, child support be affected if we request to have my child's last name be changed to mine. Um, he is currently 15, and he's been requesting to have his last name changed for the past two years. And his main thing, he says he wants to make sure that when he graduates, um, he gets to have my last name on his diploma. Okay. And, of course, for other um, situations, but he hasn't seen his dad for over seven years already. So, it, he's it, not really are, you, are you still getting child support? Yes. yes yeah, yes. I don't think that's going to affect it at all. Okay. All right. Yeah, the, so a, a, na a name change. A name change is not going to affect. Um, in my opinion, it's not going to affect uh, child support because he's still obligated to his child until the child's eighteen. I mean, I guess it could right. it could tick somebody off so bad. I mean, it, you know, but what yeah. are you going to do? He's garnishing his check already. It, it, exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, the other thing is, yes, yeah. you might be able to file the or the you know the request um, for the name change in the in the family court. Mm -hmm. And I mean, okay. he, he he has to get notice of it. Or, but what are the chances he's going to even show up and go? Yeah, I don't want that to happen. Okay. How, yeah, how big a factor right, is it that? How big a factor is it that it's the child 
Asking. Oh, you know who? That's that probably one of the biggest factors In, is that the child's asking. I for it. I agree with that 100. percent Anytime the child is 12 years of age or older, the court takes into account their opinion a lot more than. And, and I'm not saying that they don't take into their opinion when they're under 12, but in Texas, it, once you're 12 years old, the, the court really does listen to the the wants, needs, and wishes of the child. It's a kind of a gray area. You're and I keep calling you a child. child. You're not really a child anymore, but you are. You're, you're a teenager, <laughs> you're, and you don't right. know everything you just think you do you're a, you're, you're a little bit of both so. <laughs> exactly best of luck uh, elizabeth with that yeah Liz, if, if you we have, right. we have a family lawyer in the office call 485-9100 okay. ask for an appointment with elena and she that's okay. she does that stuff every day all right thank you elizabeth perfect all right, thank bye-bye. you appreciate it bye-bye um have you heard about a screening party so el paso matters reported. <laughs> you know what let's take a break and okay. we'll come back so we're hearing there are 12,000 more cases that haven't been screened. That means they're not moving forward. Or mm-hmm. It looks like they're not moving forward. But that, that's that, left they, moving, moving forward would insinuate that they're moving, moving at all. all. Right. And we just let hundreds of people, well, the jail magistrate let a hun- let hundreds of people go. And well, that was like 12,000 well, more. In all fairness, that was this week. I hear next week it's going to be a thousand, thousand, a thousand. But there are twelve thousand we hear uh, cases that haven't been screened, and we need to start talking about how you continue to function as a city, I, not, I, not, as, not just as a government, but no, as I'm, a city am, where people aren't where something as important as the DA's office is not doing the job of the DA's office. If right. I was a criminal, I would try and reelect Yvonne Rosales. <laughs> Basically, right. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. If you're a public defender, it makes the job a lot easier for you. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it is. It, it's to the point. You know, I. It, it just needs to be said. Like everybody who is, and of course, their mo is. Oh, well, it's not my fault. It's someone else's fault. No, it's your fault. Yeah. You've been there since the beginning of 2020. Two years. The capital murder case that got dismissed for prosecutorial misconduct was indicted by your office, prosecuted by your lawyer, and he still works there. All right. Still uh, making calls. And is now the point of contact on the most important case in the history of our city. Well, that's the, the, that's the big looming thing here is the August 3rd Walmart shooter uh, trial. I think I, we could reassure everybody it's not like the DA's office can screw this up to the point that they have to turn this guy loose. Um, well, let me tell could. you, there well, was a guy earlier this year charged with capital murder who is out because the point of contact on the Walmart case now committed misconduct on was YouTube. The, was the misconduct? Okay, I'm getting confused here. Was that the case where they... they uh, went for death penalty, even though the case didn't necessarily warrant yeah. death penalty. That's yeah. the one we're yeah, talking where, about. Where, the he, one? where he threatened the guy. He's like, one minute, uh, well, well, we're not ready for trial. Well, no, yeah, we know. Um, we're not ready for trial. We need a continuance. Well, they filed a motion for speedy trial. The guy's in jail, right? What, what I'm saying, there, there are still federal charges. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. against uh, the, the Walmart, Walmart shooter, right? Absolutely. Right, right. Okay, let's oh, take a, let's absolutely. take a break. Make sure we don't get too far behind. You got something, Nico? When we come back, uh, sure. Uh, so we'll have that more with Justin Underwood, and uh, we got to really talk about some hard stuff here. Yep. And we will do that right after this. 
The morning show that's live. Well, we had some traffic problems earlier with the rain overnight, so here's Megan McCormick to tell us what the latest is. That's right. Thank you, Buzz. Good morning. Gateway East at Zaragoza. That crash is clear. Lanes are open. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Drive safe. Minor uh, football this Saturday. I got an invite to go, so my plan is that I will be there to see the Miners take on North Texas. Me too. I think uh, there was something about a tail uh, tailgate uh, out in the parking lot or someplace that I'm. I hear the UTEP fans get kind of crazy in those tailgates. Uh, who, who invited you? <laughs> Am I invited? Nico. Well. You know, you know I, we I'm come sure as a I, you I know a, we go we're, get, so we're a couple I, deal like we're a paired deal. He invited You're me instead, and he said, "I don't really want Nico to come." Oh. Kind of like oh, Megan Butter. I you, did hear him say that to he Megan. Did, he did. I totally heard we need that. to bond. That's where we're going Wait, together. Yeah. Did you, that really happen? Yes. <laughs> no, you guys need to come to Lubbock. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> tailgate with us at ten. Oh man. RV spots. Yeah. Like you should. You guys should come up for. Well, you have to love that because that's the only thing to do. In Lubbock. I mean, that, there's, there's nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. Nico, they, have Lubbock? Lubbock? they do have great restaurants in Lubbock. They do have great restaurants. They really do. They really do. They do. They if do. you go down there, like on Mac Davis or Buddy Holly yeah. Street, oh, yeah. the best it's, it's restaurant. It's crazy because it's all near the university. They should just rename Lubbock to Texas Tech City. I'm 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 with that, <laughs> and you know I keep saying misconduct. It's prosecutorial vindictiveness. That is that's what oh, the, the about right, which which about to the, me is, mm-hmm. is still a form of misconduct because Judge Pettis found um, that the prosecutor acted with acted with vindictiveness, which is a form of misconduct. But it, she she found that it was prosecutorial vindictiveness that was committed on YouTube. And, and and this was the case that was a homicide. It was a murder case? Yeah, absolutely. It was a murder case. Where at one point they offered the, the defendant a PR bond, and then the next minute he was threatening him with the death penalty. Right. So <laughs> if you don't take, we're going to go after the death penalty. That seems like something I might see on like a crime drama on TV, like really leaning on somebody. And then, you know, obviously it wouldn't be on the up and up. You know, it's just, I'm speechless. I mean, isn't a lot... Of what goes on in our legal system, the way it works is some people you don't you don't really punish them to the to the full extent of the law, right? Because you you it, we just couldn't have that. Everybody would be occupied all the time with trial, right? And, so you, know, you try and get some kind it's, of deal. It's, going. You know, when but you when walking you're, free is not a deal for somebody no. accused of murder. No, unless you win at trial. Right. But right. you hear, you know, the news stories will do this. Well, he's facing up to two to 10 years in prison and a fine of $10,000. Or he could get probation if he doesn't have any prior felonies. Mm. And the fine could be $100. They just give you the range of punishment, right? Range of punishment for a third degree felony is two to 10 years in prison and up to a $10,000 fine. Or probation anywhere from two years to ten years. They never include that. But what happens is, is if you get probation, let's say you get probation for three years, what they will do is they'll sentence you to three years in prison, right? But they'll suspend it and put you on probation for three years. Mm. If you violate probation, then obviously you're subject to being revoked and sent to the prison. All right, we we had heard, and you know, this was the reporting uh, in a few different places that a hundred people uh, were were turned loose. Does that mean a hundred people walked out of jail or does that include people who are already out on different... So my understanding is that there were, I, I do think that there were, I don't know if it was a hundred, but there was a lot of people who were being held That in were jail incarcerated. That have long since, the time has long since passed for them to file something, you know, to, to charge them. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and so they were just released. And the other thing that, to remember is if there's a lot of times on domestic violence cases, almost all the time, there are emergency protective orders that mm-hmm. go into effect. There are protective orders that accompany the bond because what they'll do, like I said, is part of the conditions of, of a bond is part of it's a PR bond. You are ordered to stay away from Megan, right? You're ordered to not go her, near her. You can't go near her work. You can't go near her child. You cannot. So when you let them go. That, under this, that, that erases all that. of that goes away, okay. and that protection. Judge Penny Hamilton, who was one of the toughest prosecutors in El Paso for thirty something years, who uh, I who I love to death. She's a good friend, and we have fought, yelled at each other in court before, uh, and she remembers. Um, and I won that that case. anyway. Whatever, Penny. <laughs> um, so, long story short, is I think she hit that nail on the head when she's saying. It's a collateral effect. It's it's something that's not directly that you're not directly talking about, but it's directly related to these charges just being yeah dumped. Right? How would you like your, your well, restraining restraining order just disappearing? And I shouldn't say dumped because even our DA was saying, well, well, we can refile these cases. You can't even say that because they weren't filed in the first place. You're not even using the correct terminology. Right. So, it wouldn't be refiling you know, if it was just so high. refile would insinuate that you filed it. Right. This isn't criticism for criticism's sake, right, Justin? No, no. This is somebody that you you actually and, supported and, and, at listen, one time. And, and uh, absolutely. When we started off. Justin said you you actively actively campaigned, campaigned for, for, her. for Yvonne. Actively, right? You recommended her. Yes. You endorsed her, and as the married man that I am, I, I have no problem saying this. Right. I was wrong. Right. I thought you were going to say she's pretty. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, of the. Ma- I, I don't know why my brain went there, but whoa, that was. Boop, boop, boop. No, I, I, <laughs> I was wrong. Uh, there's uh, there's a report that there might be twelve thousand more of these cases that haven't been screened yet, and I hear there's a screening party and yeah, so, and so refreshments will be provided. Donuts. What, what does that donuts? mean? El Paso Matters, and I saw this on El Paso Matters. They, there's an email from from one of the DAs who, who's a good guy um, that they're they're hosting in response to what's going on with all of the public defender and all their their cases. Um, you know where where she blindsided her. Mm-hmm. That just befuddled me. <laughs> I don't to the understand point of, that. That was her excuse. Was that she the was DA, blindsided? The, the DA was blindsided makes, by the public defender's office. Makes my frontal lobes hurt. Okay, um, is that they're going to have? They're hosting a, a screening party, a screening party on Saturday, and we're going to have donuts. And Miss Rosales is going to be there screening with us. And this is where they're taking all those charges from Horizon Police, from El Paso Police, the county, they're try and, and get them, sort them out. Get them filed, right? They're going to try and get them screened. They're going to try and get them filed. And I guarantee you they're going to be a bunch of cases from the public defender because that is how they operate. Um, the, the other couple of other things I, I, mm-hmm. I wanted to mention real quick, though. Yeah, I definitely is, want to hit this. And I'm going to save the, the most important one, in my opinion, for last. Is one, one of them is you notice that she'll only give interviews to KFOX or CBS, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So the same company owns both those, both those stations, right? I'm aware. Uh, and so um, one of her employees has a son who works for KFOX. And I screenshotted it. I, I don't know if you noticed, but last week when they interviewed her and gave her a chance to respond where she said she was mm-hmm. blindsided, on their Facebook page, they put hashtag Yvonne Rosales for district attorney. You're a news station and you're campaigning for her? Well, to be fair, they're owned by Sinclair. So. Yeah, but that's, but, not, I mean, that's but, a, it's a news station. Yeah. It's a news station. But I, like, and I called it, like I posted it. I go, why do you have that on there? 
I supported her. But why do you have that on there? And that's the only come. She want to answer questions. So today, that's oh. what I was going to say. To date, we have not had a response. From did you try DA to results. get one this week? I did. I, I tried. I, re- I reached out to the district attorney's you office yesterday. I made a call. You talked to somebody. I talked to somebody. I think the uh, secretary or clerk. What happened? Uh, she said, oh, uh, well, they've been looking for you, Nico. They want to talk or something. Please email this email. And it was oh. uh, darosales at epcounty.com. So you sent that email. Sent that email out. I have yet to hear from anybody at the DA's office. And it seems like she's only willing to talk when she wants to, not when the public is asking for answers. I don't know things. if you saw that KFOX interview, but it, it, it was looked like disgusting. It, it, was more, it, it looked like all the questions had been Pre-approved. They were all softballs, and she got to say, "Oh, hi, Miss Spires's office was the was the people that are uh, keeping us behind, and it was COVID." And it's like she was just allowed to roll out every excuse, and nobody is being allowed and to the, hold her there, there accountable. Was no, there was no challenge. There, there was, was no challenge. You didn't do your job as a journalist, and it, it, this is essentially a, a public safety issue. What are you are, laughing about? The idea that I consider the people on local TV journalists. Some of them I do, and some of them I don't. I do. Right. I know there's some people that would be our friends that would disagree with that statement. <laughs> but was the, I was going to say, hold on, this is a, a public safety issue, right? I would agree with that because the, there are criminals or any, uh, anybody out there who gets arrested that that conviction or that that arrest is not going through the well, process. Not all of them are cr- criminals, some right? Right. But whatever arrest is happening is not going through the process that it should be. Well, you so essentially, the the system of law has broken down. Think about how many people are not even just women, just people who have uh, restraining orders against someone who is dangerous to them that don't have that protection. That seems the like law a is broken problem. in El Paso. Yeah, that's the ridiculous. law is broken here. Um, well, and the one one other thing that I, I think is really important um, is, and I don't know if you guys saw it last night, but the the family members of some of the victims of these of these crimes. Um, Deputy Hedetta's family, uh, Deputy Hedetta was the, the sheriff's deputy who was shot and killed allegedly by this person who's, who's now charged with capital murder and they're seeking the death penalty that John Briggs was the lead prosecutor on and is the only one qualified in that office to Was he try just it. fired? He was fired. Yeah. Which is the dumbest, just, you know. Monday. The dude has worked there for 20 something years, has tried probably more cases than every lawyer in that office combined by far the most ex- without question um the deputy at edis family was on on you know the news last night saying they don't communicate with us at all they won't call us back they won't they, the only thing they tell us is uh, oh well you know the the court was was rescheduled and this is after they after need to have they, a ribbon cutting if they want the da to show up <laughs> um Donut party. Are you insinuating that she's out at uh, n- naming the portable uh, at whatever middle school it is this well, week, handing out crayons? that's a fair question. Which has nothing to do well, with your job. Well, maybe some people might think that being a DA is a figurehead position. Like, oh, we just kind of have this person named the district attorney. But, but mostly what they do is go out and hand that, out little junior investigators. Junior badges. investigators or ribbons to people. Or, or you know, and, and, and I get it. Community outreach is important. Yeah, sure. It's but part it's not of the job. That, it, it ain't that important. Important when you're not doing your yeah, job, right? When you have seventeen thousand cases and your office is engulfed in fire, and you are in the news every week for your failures, nobody cares about your Facebook posts. They do, we don't. 
It's the truth. And, and somebody needs to say it. And if that somebody is me, so be it. All right. Justin, thank you so much for dropping by. Always uh, good. And I appreciate you always taking the time with all of our callers. Thank you, thank thank you guys. You. Good luck, good luck to the Miners this weekend. Good luck to the Miners. Uh, win that game, guys. All right. Uh, we will talk to you here in a few weeks. Absolutely. Let's take a break. we got news headlines with Megan McCormick on the way next. That's right. Coming up in news, it's been three months since the Uvalde school shooting. Big meeting tonight to determine the future of the police department and the police chief. Details on that. Plus, Krispy Kreme has a treat for your dog on Friday. I'll tell you what it is next. The local guys. The morning show that's live and local. They stay local. Hey, we don't pipe this crap in from out of town. KLAQ. If your energy bill has you saying, what? It's time to go solar with sun what? Sun what? Sell solar panels in El Paso. They install them. Make sure your home runs on the energy provided. They also service all their panels. Oh, news headlines with Megan McCormick. What's new? On 95.5 KLAQ. Time for our news. Uh, an hour late, but I thought that that past <laughs> hour was very, very very important programming. Mm-hmm. Uh, time for news headlines with Megan McCormick. Good morning, Megan. Good morning, Buzz. The fate of Uvalde School District Police Chief Pete Arredondo will be decided during a termination hearing later today. Arredondo was placed on unpaid leave following his highly criticized handling of the massacre at Robb Elementary School that left thir- 19 children and two teachers dead. Responding officers did not enter the classroom to confront the shooter until more than an hour after the shooting began, a move that some law enforcement experts say could have cost lives. Officials say Arredondo was the on-scene commander during the shooting, but he disputes that, saying he did not believe he was in charge. Arredondo was scheduled to be dismissed on July 23rd, but as the school system superintendent pushed for his firing, Arredondo's attorney asked for more time. So it looks like today we will be getting an answer if he will be fired or not. But if I was that guy, you would have to you wouldn't have to fire me. I'd resign in disgrace and i'd probably move out of the community you probably wouldn't have even shown your face out of your house since then jamie roots who was the first president of the houston texans died on sunday following a battle with mental health issues he was 56 years old the death was confirmed by his wife melissa in a facebook post published on monday that said their family was heartbroken jamie was best known for his devotion to his family and friends but was also former president of the houston texans retiring in 2021 jamie was dedicated houstonian who loved his city and touched so many lives through his professional academic and philanthropic work We'll say goodbye to Sandra D. in El Paso. In her honor, Alamo Drafthouse is paying tribute with Grease Sing-Along Buzz, screening on Friday at 7.30. It's at the Montecito and East El Paso locations. It's also Saturday at 1 p.m. and 6.45 p.m. All ticketing proceeds go towards the Olivia Newton-John Cancer Wellness and Research Center. Ah, good cause. Joanna hosted a Grease Sing-Along. Oh, yeah? Was it Nico? Did Nico do it? I did the uh, Mama Mia. No, what did you do? What did I do? Did you pitch perfect? Didn't you? P- pitch perfect. Oh. Thank you. And what did you do, Joe? Dirty Dancing and Legally Blonde. Oh, so, okay. Are you not doing them anymore? Or are they just? No, I think the contract stopped. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't stop you from going to the. No, of course not. I love I love Alamo Drafthouse movie parties. And you hadn't seen those movies. I hadn't seen Dirty Dancing. And it was dirty. It was great. <laughs> Lots of dirty dancing in that movie. Have you seen Grease? Yeah, yeah, I have. <laughs> I have. Okay. Do you guys want to see my impersonation of John Travolta dancing in Grease? Oh, yes. Please. Okay. Is it the I got chills part? Here you go. You ready? Yes. Okay, this is my impersonation of John Travolta 
dancing okay. in Greece. All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. She's so dumb. Like you're dancing in oil, oh. like Greece. Yeah, like he's slipping oh. on oil. Dude, I thought you were going to do the part where he's like, I got chills, and then he takes off his sweater. <laughs> Nobody can see it, but Buzz's tr- hips are trying to move so much, and you can just see that they want to move, but they won't. It's all right. I took a video. A Nico can post it on his Instagram later if you want to check it out. Uh, you can't dance. Oh. Never claimed I could, buddy. <laughs> you dance like a white guy. As former President Trump demands a judge appoint a third-party attorney to review the materials seized from Mar-a-Lago, the New York Times reports a batch of documents retrieved by the National Archives from Trump in January included more than 150 documents marked as classified. Now, Donald Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, told Fox News he was initially shocked, but that harassment is a pattern. The relentless attack against Trump really started during the campaign. I mean, the FBI uh, was spying on his campaign. And then, you know, we spent two years having to disprove that we were colluding with Russia. And then after we finally proved that we were, you know, clear on that one, then they tried to impeach him. Uh, Okay, a couple things here. Yeah, they didn't clear you from everything with the Mueller investigation. And I don't think it's accurate to say we were cleared of all that. Second of all, I saw this interview that he did with Jesse Waters. Mm-hmm. So that really lets you know if you're if you if you're doing your interview with of all people Jesse Waters, mm-hmm. you're a low priority for the Fox News channel. But the thing that really stood out is Jared Kushner did refer to the former president as President Trump or Mr. Trump or my father-in-law. He just called him Trump the entire time. I thought that was odd. I don't know. He's no longer a person, he's a thing. <laughs> At least he didn't call him daddy. U.N. Security Council looks into troubling situation around UKR nuclear plant as Ukraine marks Independence Day. The U.N. Security Council is looking into the disturbing situation around a huge nuclear power plant in southern Ukraine. Russian troops have been camped inside the plant and firing on Ukrainian positions. Today brings concerns about more potential attacks. Speaking at the U.N. meeting, U.S. Deputy Ambassador Richard Mills accused Russia of using the nuclear plant as a staging ground for war. Mills said Russia can defuse the crisis it started, which he called a, quote, war of choice. Here is Richard Mills again. Uh, This is what he had to say about the crisis. Come on. Okay, that's not working. Ukraine, neighboring states, (laughs) the entire international community are living under the threat of a nuclear catastrophe. And people are, understandably, terrified of all the places to have a war on the premises of a nuclear reactor seems like the the most nuclear power plant seems like the craziest place to be shooting off bombs and guns and everything else that comes along with with war Mm -hmm. well watch chernobyl on hbo if you want to know what happens to your body when that nuclear Uh, (laughs) stuff hits you that was some bad stuff yikes uh well some good news new doggy donuts are introduced by krispy kreme national dog day is friday august 26th and krispy kreme is celebrating with their new doggy donuts made for dogs only wait when is dog day friday this friday ah so afternoon it'll be dog dog day day afternoon God, we got to stop thinking the same way. <laughs> Another great movie with Al Pacino. Yeah, I'm on a kick this week. <laughs> I'm on a kick. Joanna's like the godfather connoisseur now. 
Well, these baked treats use all natural ingredients inspired by the donut flavors of Krispy Kreme and are said to have a nutty flavor. They come in a limited edition six-count box and will be available throughout the weekend as long as supplies last, along with a limited edition red bandana for your Ah. furry friend. All right, Buzzy, you ready for this? Um, Are you moving on from the dog story? Yeah. Is it going to work? I guess my audio isn't working today, but... It's still not working. Oh, Anyways, is it the that was supposed thing? to be. Whoosh. Oh. There it is. <laughs> Will Zalatoris, who picked up his first PGA Tour victory win two weeks ago, has withdrawn from the season-ending tour championship at Eastlake Golf Club because of two herniated discs in his back. Zalatoris, he's 26, was injured on the third hole of the third round of the BMW Championship on Saturday at Wilmington Country Club in Delaware. He tried to play through the injury, but withdrew on the next hole. Uh, his bag was really messed up. Yeah, he's a skinny little man, so he <laughs> doesn't have a lot of muscle there. And with your news, I'm Megan McCormick. The story about the doggy treats at Krispy Kreme, yeah. you, you described the flavor as nutty, and it just dawned on me. I Anything that you describe as nutty, I can't hear that without thinking of Austin Powers and Fat Bastard. <laughs> or, remember, or Austin Powers. Taste a bit nutty. nutty. It tastes <laughs> a bit nutty. Even if I see oh, it on a menu I'm, with a oh. nutty flavor, all I see is Austin Powers with that coffee milk mustache tastes a bit nutty you know i don't think anybody was even thinking about this Uh, until you brought it into their minds well i'm telling you it's the kind of thing that sticks with me i guess forever (laughs) hey i have some comments from the fan chat about some things that you brought up and it's kind of making people upset that i brought up yes you personally during the talk (laughs) with no has nothing to do with justin or anything that we talked about all right what did i do eric Says, I woke up here in South Carolina, sat down for my morning deuce, and Buzz started billing, spilling beans about House Targaryen. This, as I was washing my hands, drops of water poured over my screen, and I could not close the KLAQ app fast enough. So I threw my phone across the <laughs> oh, room. Wait, wait. No. Am I being accused of spoilers? Yes. For a television show yes. that aired Sunday. Remember, yes. you got to stop that. What? If there's a new show out, you can't be doing oh, spoilers. Come we're, so we're going to institute a spoiler policy. you got to be kidding. For House of the Dragon. All right? I think we're going to have to. Yeah. I don't but, think I said anything that was a spoiler. Wow. Well, and Air, poor Eric I mean, here is just trying to e- drop a deuce. It's the first episode. <laughs> Throwing his phone across the room. And he had to throw his phone across the room. Is this Eric who moderates the... No. No, this is different Eric. Different Eric also, Eric. he says, tell Buzz, how the hell do you wipe with TP in a wad? <laughs> Dude, right? I guess he really was having his morning constitutional. He's all like, let me try this out. Yeah, you want You want it. No, why would no, you, you want it? That just makes a mess. You fold it. You'd be neat about it. Fold it? What are you, you a psycho? It. I don't know. I what want it. I, want? I don't want to be judged by them, but I'm totally... Right. I don't have Thank time you. to fold it. I'm like, da 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 out. You weird. I have kids' fingers coming underneath the door, the bathroom door. Mama. I got to go fast. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. who has time to fold? <laughs> Wad it up fast. Okay, Megan has an excuse. <laughs> yeah. Buzz. Thanks, Joanna. That was just the way I learned. You look, it's like, make it like you're making a snowball. You yeah. wad it and then... You know, or maybe fold it first so you have a barrier, and then you wad the rest. Okay. <laughs> what? Uh, any other comments? Uh, I, I honestly, in my mind, I didn't think there was anything I could say about did you the just, first episode. Oh my god! That do you would remember spoil anything? Do you remember anybody? how upset people got? Well, at least, especially when you, the original Game of Thrones was out, and, and 
You would wait. Spoiler. Right. You wouldn't buzz. wait, actually. What Buzz no. did for Game of Thrones was the Monday after. Yeah, you did the recap. To, but I made but it to the it theme the, of Game yes, of Thrones. It was you should bring that back. <gasps> Recaps uh, of House of Dragon. Let, let me but ask, what's the theme song? It's let, weird, right? Let me ask mm-hmm. Nico a question. The end theme for... Oh, I'm sorry. This could be a spoiler. The music that was playing at the end of uh, of episode one was very... It like really seemed like a variation of the Game of Thrones. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's been like so sewn into all of the music for the new series. Like you can just hear the Game of Thrones theme just kind of... There is a new TV show based on Game of Thrones. (laughs) It airs on HBO and HBO Max. I shouldn't say anything else because we got a bunch of listeners that are big crybabies and think that everything's a spoiler. They've got lots of dragons. Not just three, they've got ten. The dragons have names like C-Rex and Skrillex. Oh yeah, that dragon Skrillex. Also, they have black people in Westeros I never knew, except for that one land where everybody's black. You know the one I'm talking about, Grey Worm. What's going on? But that dude does have awesome dreadlocks. The most epic dreads of all time. All right. Uh, That was so funny. You're so funny. All right. Joanna, that's what you miss? Uh, Yeah, kind of. Uh, Do you? I'm, I feel like you put more effort before. But. Uh, yeah, right? What I can get I'm laughing it. at him more than with him at this point, but the way you do it is so funny. <laughs> Such dust. Yeah. But now I'm worried. It, now you've got, me, lazy, you've got me paranoid I, I, about the spoiler thing, which I... <laughs> I remember you didn't do a spoiler. You just did a recap. So if there was like a twist in the episode, you wouldn't include that in your recap. Is that right? Yes. You know the God, have the past guys, three years so, just yeah, wiped like a blur? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like absolutely, COVID like, didn't happen. COVID, <laughs> and previous you didn't things even have to COVID. COVID to be having brain fog, right? He, yeah, it's yeah, just it's, natural. Or it's, he could have gotten it and didn't even didn't know even it. know because that's how his body is. <laughs> it's immune to everything. Well, do you do you have anything else uh, from the fan chat? No. Okay, that's uh, the big one. Well, let's take a break then, because Steve's going to talk sports. We got a lot of uh, weekend sports. sports. We got the Cowboys on Friday. We're going to start with kickoff. We're not going to do the pregame this Friday on KLAQ, and then on Saturday, KLAQ is carrying the Miners home opener against North Texas. That will be heard pregame in its entirety. On Saturday night, Steve Kaplowitz will come in and talk about some of the upcoming sports with us. And more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is on the way right after this. Hey, it's Daniel Paulus. I'll be along. The Buzz Adams Morning Show. And here they are. Q. Kaplowitz. I'm a big, stupid jerk. I'm a pain in your ass. 
drink all your beer. I'll eat the last slice. Funny. El Paso Sports Hall of Famer and host of Sports Talk on ESPN 600. Steve Kaplowitz joins us. Hey, good morning. Kaplowitz. You know what? Um, I had a chance this morning to uh, stop by the newest Starbucks over here on Executive Center. Yeah, what'd you think? You know, the last time a female gave me my tab in that area, <laughs> the bill was a lot more than $8.55. I was going to make a strip club joke, and then I realized you already That's did. That's a bit That, that, uh, that Starbucks seems Lots to keep, of good memories. It seems to stay pretty busy. I wish they'd kept the castle theme going. Right. So do like, I. Me too. Me too. You know what? It's keeping people going to college, though, either way, whatever location. College is a hoax. Yeah. Remember? Well, Isn't that what you were talking about yesterday? College is not a hoax. It's not not a hoax. Let's just say that. Well, all I can all I can tell you is great cup of coffee. Uh, the egg white bites were fine, but, um, you know. What a yuppie. No, I wanted I wanted an egg I wanted an egg wrap and they were out. They were so out of the this was the, uh, this was the backup choice. And you got coffee? Oh, I, 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 said, I said, give me the, I said, give me the dark roast because you know I want the strongest stuff possible. And that I mean I'll tell you this much, that coffee will keep you going for days. It is so uh, it is so. Steve loaded. likes his coffee like he likes his women, aggressive and always keeping you on your toes. <laughs> 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 what? That's accurate. Uh, Lynn Dawson passed mm. away, and Steve just told me that mm-hmm. in the hallway. Lynn Dawson, I knew mostly from... He's wearing his white, you know, Chiefs jersey. He's on a... Uh, sitting on a chair on the sidelines, mm-hmm. and he's smoking a cigarette. Right. He's over yeah. smoking away. He's got a... He's got a it's, it, like, it's not... And it's not even a locker room shot. It's, it's like a game shot, I think. He's like on the field just smoking away during the game. But, you know, he played in Super Bowl One, the first ever Super Bowl. Really? And then, yep. And then uh, three years later, they beat Minnesota in Super Bowl Four to win. So, yeah, Lynn Dawson, who also was on uh, Inside the NFL, yeah, which were right. really great shows on HBO for so many years. That's really where I got to, to see and, and no, Lynn, Lynn Dawson, uh, 87 years old. One of the greats. Rest uh, in peace. Hall of Famer, too. Let's talk about all the sports we have coming up. We could keep it all together. We could do a little high school, a little pro, and a little college here. Whatever you want. I mean, high school starts uh, Thursday and then... Who's, best, into who's, who's the best... Uh, what's the biggest division? Like, do we have 6A? 6A, we have 6A, we have 5A, we have 4A. Who's, now, the, listen, who's, here's the, the, best, who's the best team preseason going in in, that's in good, 6A, 5A, and 4A? That's, you know what? You, you had to do that, didn't you? You had to throw me some uh, some tough ones here. That's, that's good. Yeah. I, I like that. And I'm not prepare our normal uh, three to four hour show because we have Chihuahua's baseball. So we're going to go, we're doing an hour early sports talk. We're starting at three instead of four on Friday. Then we're doing football Friday night from five to six, the pregame show. And then as soon as the Chihuahuas end, we're going to go right back into football Friday night and uh, probably pick games up in the fourth quarter. Are there games Thursday night? There is. There's games Thursday. See, 6A mostly plays on Thursday, and then you have 5A and 4A playing on uh, on Friday. So, um, But here's the thing. There's already like six players in the city that have signed letters of, uh, you know, commitment letters to go play D1 
FBS football. We have some really good talent in this city. Um, L.J. Martin is now going to Stanford. He's a running back at Kenya Teo. I mean, this goes to show you now the just the quality of uh, football players. We've got a couple of Texas Tech commitments, um, Missouri uh, last year. Uh, I mean, there's oh yeah, there's these the are players. great teams. These are great schools. I mean, they really are. And and remember, in the old days, it was always like, hey, can we get a couple of D1 players to come to UTEP? And, you know, now a lot of guys are going to Power Fives. And UTEP is still getting El Paso kids. But, um, you know, some of the best players are, are just going and they're going to the Big Ten, you say- Pac-12, Big 12. I mean, it's great. Would you say uh, Aaron Jones is the greatest El Paso mm. high school product that ever went to UTEP? El greatest El Paso? Uh, yes. El Paso. Yes. Not even close. Yes. See, UTEP I think there was one ones. guy years ago who who could have been, but things derailed. You remember Torino Singleton? Well, for, I went to high school with Torino Singleton. Yeah, he, we both now, were at Coronado together the same year. There was a guy that could have. Well, I, listen, Torino. I Torino was built like an NFL running back in high school. He was yeah. that well put together. And at UTEP, you know, he had some really, really good seasons. And he went to the to the Bucks. You know, uh, before all that uh, off the field stuff uh, sidelined uh, Torino, he's now. In Sacramento, he's got a very successful uh, career as a fitness owner and personal trainer. And if you look at Torino, he is bigger than ever. Yeah. Right. And he's like, he's like my age, so he's almost 50. And yet he looks just You got any stacked. eligibility left? I wish. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> probably. He probably Wouldn't that be great? Haven't you ever heard those stories about guys that come back and play mm. college football like in their 50s? There was a story not that long ago about a guy who got drafted in Vietnam and he came back and I think it was like Saul Roth. I don't. Do they have a football team at Saul Roth? Yeah, of course was, they yeah. do. Yeah. He was like in he his came, late, late 50s. He was in his late 50s. Yeah, it was amazing. Well, there's a chance for you still. <laughs> Dude, I went out for the first time in like two years and tried to shoot baskets. Oh, geez. Clank, <laughs> clank. Yeah, it's it's just when, when you stop, it is tough to just to pick it back up again. Like it never. Like, that's why I always I'm impressed whenever we used to play pickup basketball and there were these guys in their 50s and 60s oh. and they were just throwing it down. Like wow, that's we had a couple guys who must be pretty close to 70 yes. for a while there, and they would get out there and and run and you know, play and right? having a good time. Um, you're right about that. So uh, you know, you brought up um, Aaron Jones. Yeah, Aaron. I mean, think about it. Burgess, UTEP, now uh, the Packers. He's a top, you know, top ten running back in the NFL. I mean, what a uh, what, what a success yeah, story the, for him. Unbelievable. Sure. Uh, we're gonna have the Cowboy game on Friday. So while mm-hmm. you're airing some uh, high school football coverage and also yep. Chihuahuas baseball, uh, we're gonna have the Cowboys their final preseason game. I think it's Seattle this week. Yeah, and and then the season will start um, a week from I think it's a week from. from Thursday. September 11th? Yeah. Oh, no. The season starts season the Thursday starts. before. That's right. right. The Cowboys open uh, plan September, September 11th. September 11th. And, and oh, by, the, by way, the way, did you I hear... Can, speaking of old quarterbacks, do you know the, the kid that UTEP's playing on Saturday at the Sun Bowl, North Texas, his name is Austin Awney. He turns 29 on uh, September 6th. Huh. So he's just going to be about a week or so shy of his 29th birthday. Here's the deal with him, okay? He played pro baseball for six years oh, yeah, with yeah. the Yankees. Yankees out of high school. So by the time he joined North Texas as a quarterback, he was already in his like mid to late twenties. So did he ever, it's a great story. Did he ever make the show? No, I think he I think you know I don't know if he even got to double A. Like six years, probably mostly A ball, um, and then he gave it up 
and went into uh, college football, and he's you know he's a starting quarterback for North Texas. Already played the minors twice in the past, and uh, he'll be here at the Sun Bowl on Saturday, a game that is expected to be a sellout. Um, they've got about a little less than five thousand tickets remaining right now for this game, but you know UTEP and their quarterback's are, almost thirty. Yeah, almost thirty. It's wild. I mean, that's think almost about like this. an unnecessary roughness scenario. It is like Scott. <laughs> it's like Scott Bakula. So that's right. That's right. And the funny thing is, is are they going to have a guy doing karate kicks against the miners on uh, and any any female place right. kicker Kathy Ireland? Yes, a, a model. That's right. Um, the funny thing we is, we lost him. Aha, um, I can tell when we lost. We lost him with that. Everybody's lost on that. What? Yeah, okay. Was this was it, un- it was never seen necessary. Never yeah, saw necessary roughness. I said Sinbad was in it. it was, that's right. Sinbad, Sinbad was, was a defensive it. lineman in that movie. You guys never saw that. Now, I, I, unnecessary roughness is no. a penalty. Yeah, but necessary roughness is a movie with Scott Bakula about an old guy who goes back to play college, college football. football. Yeah. yeah. Nope, never seen it. You know, there's probably a ton of sports movies you guys haven't seen. That I've never seen Rudy. Movies. Never seen Field of Dreams. Oh my! Never God. seen. What's wrong? Uh, Miracle on Ice. Miracle on Ice. Yeah, otherwise, it was called, known it was called as Miracle. Miracle. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but you, Miracle. But you, but, never, you saw yeah. Sandlot, didn't you? Never seen Sandlot. Oh, oh my God! Uh, you. Not a big You've never seen. But, have you seen Space Jam? Okay, I saw Space Jam. <laughs> 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 Did see Space Jam. I That's love a good it. One. Yeah. Uh, so we still got some time before the Cowboys uh, season officially. Uh, but I did notice something interesting. Yes. Uh, Baker Mayfield start is set to start for the Panthers, Panthers in their first game against who? Cleveland. Oh, that's fun. And by the way, uh, he beat out Sam Darnold, former Jets quarterback. So uh, it wasn't that much competition there, you know. But good for uh, I like that. I think Sam Darnold or uh, Baker Mayfield could could do well in Carolina, don't you? He well, could. I don't know. If I mean, are they going to where to do his laundry there? Uh, mm-hmm. Right? Are, do they have a deal where he can live at the stadium next door to Alice Cooper, like he did? When he was in- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! I like Got that. His little deal. nacho stand on the corner making his nachos. Oh, that sounds like fun. Those are the, good commercials. Uh, the hmm. the college uh, preseason All American team was announced, and it's first of all, almost all of them are SEC. Yeah, and uh, so many of them are Alabama. Not surprising. Yeah, just I mean, stacked up. It's I, I I don't think there's any stopping this train that the SEC kind of becomes the premier supreme college football division. They already are. They already are. They already are. But I think it's almost going to be like official. I think here's a it's deal. It's going to be a separate okay. league at this point. There's there's a chance that's going to happen. Yeah. I think that what'll happen is the SEC and the Big Ten are going to be so big. Okay, those two those two conferences are going to have like 20 schools each. They're going to break apart from the NCAA. Play each other. And they're going to play yeah, with they're, themselves. They're going to play yeah. with themselves. Why would they? That's right. Oh, they're on college. And then you're going to have <laughs> <Number here's, four. laughs> you're going to have I think you're going to have different tiers. So I think what's going to happen is tier one is going to be Pac-12, big uh, no sorry, Big Ten and SEC. Tier two will be like Big 12 and eight. ACC. Um, and then what's going to happen is the Pac-12 is going to dissolve. Um, mm. And what, what I'm expecting to happen is Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah will go to the Big 12. Mm-hmm. And the Big 10 will add four schools from the Pac-12, which will be Washington, Oregon, Cal, and Stanford. That's only going to leave Washington State and Oregon State in the Pac-12. They will disband. Those two schools will go to the Mountain West. Mountain West yeah. And ultimately, the Pac-12 will be just a memory. So they're going to have four four conferences, big conferences, but of those four, 
you're going to have. Uh, Excuse me. You're going to have. Hey, no, <laughs> I can tell. Breakfast. Big breakfast. Uh, it was the it was the egg bites. It was the egg bites. Right. I stole so, a couple yes. egg bites. Uh, so you're going to have uh, Big Ten, and you're going to have SEC, and then Big Twelve and ACC. So that's and, 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 and that's I don't thought. I don't know if you're being a little bit facetious here or not, but I I wouldn't mind it. You know what? If you broke it up like that, but then what's going to happen when you want to do a national championship and say all the top three teams are all from the SEC? Well, yeah, see, that's the thing. not huh? only that, how how are the lower tiered teams still going to say? Are they going to be able to justify the ticket prices and and the cost for a lot of things when they're? More rinky dink. So I think they will. Let me say it is now. Exactly. You don't pay much for a ticket to go to a minor game as you do to you know if you can get a game. But what about recruiting talent? I mean, are they only going to be able to recruit players from a a certain tier? These schools can only recruit so many players. But it's been hard to attract. And it's and it's not just UTEP. But when you're a lower tier. Uh, team in a lower tier conference, it's always hard to attract that mm-hmm. kind of blue chip talent. It is. It'll probably even get harder, and it'll probably even get harder because of the name, image, and likeness rule. That's that's true. And okay. re- and remember this. I, too. I haven't said anything inaccurate so far. No, I? everything everything's been perfect. Let me put, throw this in: if they yeah. do break up into kind of their own thing, you know, where you've got these mega leagues, mm-hmm. the Super SC, League, the SEC, SEC and the Big Ten, and the Big Ten, yeah. Um, if that happens, I the one thing that I love about how they do soccer, known as football, football. I know you. I know where you're going on this. Is that if you're in the top tier and you suck enough? Oh, you go down. You get the, that's it's down. called relic. It's called relegation. relegation. I saw Ted Lasso taught yeah. me this. Relegation <laughs> is one of the things yes. that I think would do American sports, not just football, <sighs> should really get on this. Uh, so. I'm with relegation you thing yeah. is like if maybe you've got an owner that just doesn't want the team to be good, or maybe you've got an owner that's oh, I'm thinking yeah. about tanking this season because we've been so bad. It, and th- but if you've got it hanging over your head, you could be relegated. Not just going amateur sports, professional sports too. It's, it's, yes. Yeah, that's, yeah, professional. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole point. It's never going to happen. The Lions will I never wish, get out of relegation. I, I wish it would happen. I'm a big no. fan of relegation <laughs> for sports. I just don't think it's going to happen. Unfortunately, that's just but my. You do think that there could be like an even more of a formal separation between uh, these conferences? Absolutely, don't you? Do you think it's good? That would be good. I think. I don't know if it's going to be good. I think what happened is this. I, I mean, would you even get a so matchup like UTEP's playing Oklahoma in a couple? My brother wants to know if we're going. By the way, um, no, no okay. we're not going. Right. I wish we were going. I was hoping to if go. it was UT versus Oklahoma, would you do it? Well, I've been to UT well, Oklahoma. Matter of fact, the, we, we, the last time I went with Buzz to UT Oklahoma, he didn't have teeth. So that's yeah. it's been there. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, and it was, and it was just like four or five years and ago. And I was walking around wearing my throwback Keith Jackson jersey, and Steve mm. was w- w- with some kind of loser I, Longhorn jersey oh or something. God. And people would stop. Somebody stopped and interviewed us. Do you yes, remember? Like one of the TV sports, channels yeah, interviewed us. That's about, right. How do you guys maintain your friendship? Yeah. It was fun. Uh, but no, I, I love Texas OU weekend. That is one of the greatest weekends in college sports. Going to the, it's going to the state fair, you know, in Dallas, and then you go to the Cotton Bowl. Buzz, I will put that right up there with any rivalry in college football. That is about as, as, as great as it gets. Uh, you get some, you know. Like what? What are the other big ones? There are some other huge rivalries. Oh, sure, there is. You got Ohio State, Michigan. Um, you know, that's that's huge too. UTEP and MSU. <laughs> I mean, you look at the you look at the major you look at the major rivalries. Probably Ohio State Michigan is the biggest, I would think. Yeah, um, Notre US, Dame's USC, biggest. Uh, UCLA. Yep, UCLA, USC. Yeah, that's right. Now, do any of those rivalries do it in a, a 
a, a third city. A, mm. a, like a like a like a neutral site, like a neutral site. Yes. which, come on, Dallas is not a new. It is, but it's not. But it's not, but it's not the old. But it's not Austin. You're not playing in the stadium. You're, ta- you're in the. You're in and, Texas. But half the stadium is yeah. o- is OU. Half the stadium is UT. It's divided in half. Okay. Right. Uh, right. Okay. Whatever. But listen, <laughs> I, I think this, the the Sooners have done a good job considering they've been playing away games every single year. Mm. But these other rivalries, they don't take place in the middle of a state fair. They don't have all the that's true. madness that goes on around it. Yep, that's exactly right. I mean, know? I'm sure they get kind of crazy. They get kind of crazy. Well, you know what we got to do? If The next time we got to go down there, we need to, <laughs> while, while we're still physically able, mm-hmm. we need to go down to uh like deep elm the night before oh there you go and uh and then and, and, and stagger into the stadium the next day and stumble in or go enjoy a football game that's right that would be fun is deep elm still the place to go what's that was the place like 25 30 Street, years ago i remember now six streets austin I mean, Where, where's 20, the main, 20 years ago in dallas that was the place deep i just elm? don't I, yeah i don't know if it's still like uh, the hot a, spot anymore i'm drawing a blank but where everybody goes is not deep elm but it's there's a place that's yeah, right by yeah, the american yeah. airlines center sure. where yep, the uh where, right. where the mavs play and that's like the hot spot in dallas there's hey. a place called like i think it's called Club Zaza, and that's really a, a hot spot. So I don't know. Do you want to just respond real quick to the uh, latest from Herschel Walker? <laughs> okay, Herschel Walker is a politician now, I guess. That's right. Of- this is guest host for Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Lamorne Morris, and he's talking about Herschel Walker's latest anti-tree rant. Oh, okay, let me let me anti what trade tree. tree. Anti-tree. Oh, anti-tree. Oh, I heard about. I remember this. I heard this story. What? So yeah. have, you, have you guys been? Uh, this is this is a weird one. Have you been following the Herschel Walker campaign? Yeah. You have. Yeah. You're big into it. Um, well, I don't know Herschel personally, but I grew up watching the guy. Man, was he a great football player. Now he's running for Senate. He's running for the Senate. Well, you know, and he's got a lot of um, you would say interesting ideas. For example, uh, this is what he had to say the other night about the Democrats' new climate bill. They continue to try to fool you like they're helping you out, but they're not. They're not helping you out because a lot of the money is going into trees. You know that, don't you? It's going into trees. We got enough trees. Don't we have enough trees around here? No. Yeah. Yeah, uh, a lot of trees. Uh, (laughs) This reminds me of that age-old question. If a tree falls in the forest and it lands on Herschel Walker's head, would he have more or less brain damage? (laughs) Now, I I don't know the guy, but I know everyone's clowning Herschel Walker for saying that we don't need more trees. But, you know, I think maybe he was taken out of context. All right? It makes more sense when you hear the whole statement. A message from Senate candidate Herschel Walker. It's Herschel. Uh, how come people love trees so much anyhow? You know, you ever thought about this? I think about this every day, yesterday, and all the days. <laughs> what living trees, man? Owls? Y'all know the bird? Owls, man. They heads, they heads spin all the way around, like in a circle, like that devil girl from that movie, The Exercise. Uh, I tell you what. Uh, well, anyway, lots of sports. Cowboys on Friday on KLAQ. Chihuahuas Friday in high school football on ESPN 600. And then the minor game 
on KLAQ. On Saturday. On Saturday. I guess you guys probably have Chihuahuas. We do have Chihuahuas. So um, you'll have a countdown to kick off at 6. And then John Teicher and Cole Freitag, the newest uh, member of the booth, with the Monster Mondo Medina on the sidelines. That's going to be coming up 7 o'clock on Saturday night. All right. Thanks for dropping by, Cappy. You got it, guys. Let's take a break. More of the Buzz Adams Morning Show right after this. It looks like everyone has agreed on one important 